0: Ladies and gentlemen, we're here. I'm part of the clique. Isn't everybody? <laughs> yes! 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 I, I got an idea. Yeah. Peter Woo! 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 Give me a hell yeah! A little bit of the bubbly. Woo! It, 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 it <laughs> no, this is power line. Woo! I am uh, the man! We need it It's shocking following episode is scheduled for one fall, and it is for your listening pleasure. This is In The Click.
1: What's up, everybody? Baby Huey here, and joining me once again is my good brother from the Bullet Cats.
2: It's Philip. How you doing, man? I'm back. Yes, <laughs> the prodigal son has returned to the ITK to give each and every single one of the Clicksters a lethal dose of PEA. Performance enhancing
1: audio. (laughs) Nice, I love that. And also, joining us, our good brother from within the ropes, it's Brian Tronics. How's it going, man? From the Queen City. What's up, guys? Dude, Philip, look at that smile on Brian's face, man. He's rocking a new microphone. He is like, yes, dude. Looks like a true like professional now. He makes us look
2: like jabronis. He found my smile, which I lost.
0: Welcome everybody to within the click. I was going to say, he can do some voiceover work now with that thing. Hello, my name is Brian, and you are now watching The Tron Show.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Troncast. Troncast. The Troncast. Baby Huey, you didn't introduce me correctly.
1: Dude, there's so many goddamn nicknames you have. The guy that
0: doesn't tell us his picks. Yes.
2: Listen, Listen here for for the, for, the, for the I haven't been here in a while so the clicksters need to know I am the Bullet Cast Heritage Universal Champion um I wanted bound for glory cuz I watched the impact product so I I knew
1: bull I call I bull what
2: do you mean I call
1: bull look I will, I will
2: tell you this there have been other events
1: I'm going to start shooting right now that's bull
2: <laughs> There have been other events in which my picks have not been known and I have lost Okay. Why would I why would I start now? Why would I Jeff Jared it now? Huh? Because no. you lost your
1: smile and you're looking for anything to to, yeah. to make yourself happy and take fi- photos of yourself for the gram
2: from a am, ring light. I'm the i li- I'm the last ever bullet cast champion, okay?
1: Yeah. You know what? I think I lost my smile and I think from I'm gonna make an announcement from here on out, I'm not gonna make any more picks then for the bullet cast well, champion. Well, see,
2: see, see, see here's the thing, here's the thing. Here's the thing. The Bullet Cast Championship can come back. Undisputed Bullet Cast Heavyweight Champion. <laughs> the, the title can come back, but I said <laughs> it on the Bullet Cast, and I'm going to say it here. It's up to you guys, though. Uh,
1: no, okay. okay. No, but Brian, we we let's break it down real quick, Brian. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, a couple weeks ago it was Bound for Glory, and it was the week after Crown Jewel. We had mm-hmm. Crown Jewel, we all made picks. I I I came out champion out of the Crown Jewel and all of a sudden literally two days before Bound for Glory pay per view, <laughs> Philip sends a text, Hey man, uh let's do picks for uh Impact Wrestling. I was like, What? Wait, <laughs> none of us watch Impact Wrestling and talk about it on a regular.
0: Why are we doing picks for this pay per view? Like, like I yeah. li- I and everybody li- everybody sent in their picks, but who did Philip pick? Yeah, and that's the thing. So I scrambled. My, my takes, out
1: there. And, I scrambled and did research like based on the card and, you know, seeing like what people are talking about. And I did my best to make an educated guess on the outcome for for Bound for Glory. And I did okay. I think I missed like three or something like that. But I like missed I said one. that's be- And all of a sudden Like literally what Saturday night Brian After the pay-per-view All of a sudden Phil posts a photo of himself uh, With both belts on his shoulders Staring off into Like the sunset Uh, uh, Claiming to be the new Bullet cast champion or whatever the five name Word you're making up for yourself now I was like what the F what were his Picks do we know does anyone Documented this like This is ridiculous I call BS Like Lily I was like I'm done with this man you Throwing out a a last minute pay-per-view For no one that none of us watch or talk about On a regular basis Yep. I was like, so I was pissed. I was like, screw this. I'm done. I'm going to go buy my own title at a store and make my own picks and call myself my own champion.
2: I mean, I'm sure Wes goes could make you one. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I don't know why your picks are out there. No, but the, 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 that's <laughs> the thing. It's
1: like, like, first, like you do this last minute thing. And if anything, Dude. we should do like an actual video podcast whatever where we all give our picks. We all kind of know where we're coming at with all this. So, so it's, it's on like, record. Yeah. I mean, we don't oh. know what Phil's picks were. He could easily got all of our picks and then be like, all
2: right. Uh, and, you know, so like you you, decide on the fly wherever his were. Like I'm the winner, no matter what. Like you, yep. you got you guys want to do picks for GSW's Thanksgiving show?
1: Hell no! Who watches that? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> not that? for some indie show. Why not? No, I mean I know respect to them for doing their thing as a independent promotion, but like I don't know what's going on there with the storylines yeah.
2: whatnot. Okay, so look, look, I'll put it to you guys. If anything like this. we
1: do West Coast Pro Wrestling, unless we watch that, it's local here.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I would put it to you guys like this. The only way that this championship will come back, November 21st, I'm doing some commentary at Ugwageddon. Okay. <laughs> if I see you, baby, Huey, if I see Brian Tronic. I was there. If I see Brandon Tanguma watching me do what I do. I was there. The championship comes back. It comes I- back for what? I don't know. Maybe day, day one? Day one? I think that's fair.
1: Might as well keep that belt retired then.
2: <laughs>
1: oh! I'm, I'm done. I was like, ah, ah, what kind of shady so I'm
2: going stuff to the- is it? I'm going to be the last ever bullet
0: Undisputed cast, champion, bullet cast champion. Go That's,
1: ahead, man. Take more photos in front of your ring light, the post on the gram. Yeah.
2: It wasn't the ring light first It was the flash. The reflection my, was in your glasses. It was the flash from my cell phone. Okay, hold on.
1: <laughs> look at the reflection. You see ring circles look, around your you, eyes and your you, glasses. You, look, look, and yeah. you're staring you're like, this. you're posing. You, posing. you were posing. You're posing. I was like, just get your fella. smile
2: back, fine. Whatever. But Take your time. Still I'm still not, done. It's still not back. It's still not yeah, back. It's,
1: it's back. It's not. I, Look, I'm, I'm the Bullet the cash champion now. Look at there me. we go. I'm gonna
2: take a photo right now. <laughs> that's
0: not. <laughs> that's, that's the not, official. That's, not how this that's works. the official right there.
2: None of this works. Look, man. It's, I'm, I'm sorry. I lost Jeez. my. Sm- I lost my smile. I've, I, I I've hope you have it back now. I don't. I still don't. Why? But you're 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 you're, 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 you're you're smile. You are supposed to be happy. Yeah, man. You got two belts now. I'm. St- I still. Maybe I need a third one. I don't know. Go oh, ahead, buy maybe. another one. <laughs> no one. No one else will get to play with it at your apartment all the time. Maybe I'll get a within the ropes championship. And I'm. Oh, oh. I mean. Maybe I'll buy an end the click. T-
0: oh. Oh. That's ooh. fine, man. Go. Ahead. He told us. He told us that we could have the other one, and he took it from us again. I know. And he's making up new names now. Jeez.
2: Oh, yeah. What is a When I'm champion, I actually defend it. Dude, I'm going to call oh. it the BulletCast
1: 2.0 title yeah. now or something. That's,
2: that's that's fine by me. Like When I'm champion, I actually defend the thing. I physically defend it. I wrestled for it the other day. Didn't even I mean, give Brandon
0: a chance to cash in his bullet in yeah. the bank. I totally I cashed in. Dude, I listened and
1: I messaged Brandon. I don't know if he told you guys. I messaged him. Good. Glad he called you out on that one episode a couple weeks ago whatever and said, what were your picks? You never said what your mm-hmm. picks were, so we don't well, know if you were truthful on yep. being the, the clear winner. I'm just look, saying
2: look th- look the Podchatek did I th- what did you, he did. No listen
1: <laughs> a lot of wrestling podcasts out there do wrestling predictions for all the big shows. They all do it together at the same time so it's well documented, everyone know what their picks are. Some even take it up a level and do like uh, 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 point systems and all that stuff. So we
2: okay. know <laughs> we can do that just after you guys watch me do commentary Doug will get and then we can do that from now right on.
1: I Full Gears this weekend. I'm guessing you're not going to do picks then.
2: Well, you see, it's wow.
1: a, the biggest show. It's one. They don't they have many pay-per-views. Everyone else. AEW. So, wow. Wow. Brian, it's we'll do heavy. our own. We'll get our own title. Yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll get our own we'll, title. And we'll pose. We should take our own titles and pose. <laughs> I'll hold that one, too. Dude, we should get title. <laughs> I wonder, I wonder maybe West Coast, West Ghost can make titles with Phil's face on it. Yeah. That's what they, you and I, Brian, we'll be a tag team with Phil's face on it. <laughs> it's
0: I mean You know what? You know what? We should make the first ever podcast tag team titles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's we do. Yeah. I
2: mean, Brandon yeah. and I will take those. It's cool. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's cool.
0: <laughs>
1: nah, Brian, you and I, we're the Dudleys now. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, okay,
2: that's fine. Brandon's Testify. my genetti. He's my genetti. Wow. It's good.
1: You say he's Genetti. Wow. Okay.
2: In any scenario, I'm Sean. Like, let's, let's let's get. I don't know
0: what you thought this was. Okay, Brandon, if you're listening to this, you can be a trio with us. Yeah, dude we <laughs> will be the super click. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which, by the way, I'm so happy
1: they brought that name back, super click, because now, like, the term click is out there.
2: I yes. love it. I love Brian, it, Brian. I thought I you know, I thought we were the bully oh. click. I mean, oh. <laughs> It's, I mean,
0: so I'm just I'm just happy
1: that Super Click. I need to get that T-shirt, that Super Click T-shirt. But it's just it's great that the term Click has been all over the place. You know, yeah. I'm I'm so fast. Fast. all the different wrestling websites reposting my interviews and stuff. That's awesome. So it's it's great. So anyway, I'm I'm just happy that the term Click is back out there. See, I got I know. Mm-hmm. in the
2: in the Click Bullet Click. It's it's great, isn't it? The it's it's civil
1: war going on right now. That's what this is. <laughs> Jeez. Within the bullet
2: click is fine,
1: guys. Wow. <laughs> we need to make like an all-star like shirt or something. Like, I don't know. Anyway, welcome back, everyone, to this episode of In the Click. <laughs> I got off my chest now. <laughs> my, my rant here. Oh, man. Uh, but yeah, here we are back at it. We're going to talk, of course, all that happened this week in AEW. So much went down. Uh, but first things first, we've got to talk about some uh, WWE news that came down was it Thursday? Was it Thursday? Yeah Was it Thursday evening or afternoon-ish? Late Thursday afternoon, evening uh, WWE announced a bunch of releases from their company And this comes off the heels of their Q3 Their quarter, third quarter Earnings call, and they announced, you know, during that uh, that call that uh, a revenue over two hundred fifty five million dollars. Is that the right number? I I was trying to look up, and I saw one site said two hundred fifty five point eight million dollars, uh, their third quarter revenue. But so they you know, they're all happy how much money they made over this third quarter, and then within like an hour or two, they announced the release of eighteen superstars. Uh, from WWE and NXT. And, you know, of course, everyone reacted to that. So, uh, I'll run down the list real quick. So we got Karrion Cross, Scarlett Bordeaux, B Fab, Grand Mentalik, Lindsay Dorado, Eva Marie, Keith Lee, Mia Yim, Nia Jax, Harry Smith, Oni Lorkin, Frankie Monet, Ember Moon, Trey Baxter, Jesse Kameh, G Rama, Zeta Ramir and Katrina Cortez. Um, man. I'll turn to you guys, Philip. I'll start with you you know just your initial thoughts on this round of cuts and I mean we, we could break it down some more but just your initial takeaways when you found out about the announcement
2: I mean the Keith Lee one, as as everyone as did everyone you're just shocked like what like i i I, I know you know they do the how how could you mess this up and I've always been kind of you know against that kind of terminology but I will say it here Yep. it come on, man. That's Keith Lee. Look, I get they were trying to find a character for him with the whole bear cat thing, but and I and I I know I've said in the past that everybody can just be a cool wrestler. He he could have just been the cool big man wrestler. He could have just left everything the same. And I, I, I saw big things for him. And to be fair, a lot of like Maybe there was going to be a big push for him, but you know he had that illness at the beginning of the year, which mm-hmm. kept him off TV for for quite some time. So I feel yeah. like if that didn't happen, then he possibly would have. I, I think there were there were plans for him to win the United States Championship. Maybe he could have been in a better spot to where he wouldn't have been released.
1: Yeah, it's um, you know some of these names, some of the bigger names. It's like oh my god, that that sucks. I, for me, I was upset because. One, you know, from the NXT side of things, like some of these names here, I don't know, maybe they thought, you know, these people have been around for a while within their, you know, their their program, weren't really advancing or going anywhere or really improving. So maybe they thought, let's just cut our losses at this point. Like, why keep investing time and energy and money into these people? Um, Some of them just got there. You're like, you didn't really do anything with them. And you're, you're all of a sudden cutting them away. Uh, and then maybe some of them on, you know, on the main roster, they just thought maybe they just didn't think they were getting over. It's, it is very frustrating because for me, specifically with the Raw and SmackDown, like the main roster people here, you know, guys like Karrion Kross, uh, uh Keith Lee, these are guys who I think could be future main eventers. And for me, I'm excited for that, that possibility because it gives us fresh matchups. With the roster from the mid-card and the main event scene, now that they're gone and who's still with the company, a lot of them are just the same people that we've been seeing for years. And that's the thing with pro wrestling is, you know, you got to kind of rotate people in and out to keep things fresh. And I know they just had the draft and, you know, for example, on Raw, Big E has a lot of challengers now coming after him, as we saw with the ladder match a couple weeks ago. So right there are four guys that could potentially be opponents for him that he can rotate through over the coming months with different programs. But nonetheless, those guys have all been on the roster with WWE for a long time. So we've seen them at various points already over the years. I would like to see down the road, maybe Keith Lee versus Big E or Karen Cross versus Big E. It's just fresh matchups that we have never seen before. So that's why when you release these people, didn't really give them a chance. I'm like. I, we're just going to see rematch after rematch with the same people from the current roster. that have been there for a while. So that's what I was getting kind of frustrated with. I don't know. Brian, how about you? Any initial takeaways when you heard the, the this release of 18 people? Yeah. <clears throat>
0: when I heard, when I saw the list and I seen it go, it was like one by one. It's like another one, another one, another one. Okay. Who's next. Right. Um, and at first it frustrated me. Cause I was like, well, you know, why do they keep doing this? Budget cuts, budget cuts, budget cuts. Why do they keep doing this? Especially to a Keith Lee, someone who really didn't really get a chance to scratch the surface on the main roster, someone who was phenomenal on NXT. Karrion Cross, one of my favorites who I was really pushing and hoping for, right? Um, another one, Mia Yim, who did not get to scratch the surface at all on the main yeah. roster, other than being involved in the, the retribution stuff. Um, B. Fab, <clears throat> that was surprising. She had just, you know, it just got signed to SmackDown with with the other members of Hit Row. So that was sad to see. But then, as I went to went down the rest of the line and got to thinking, I actually got into a conversation with someone on Twitter, and it made a little bit of sense. <clears throat> Most of the talent that got released, and I and again and, and again, I don't, I don't. It's sad when as someone gets released, but when you think about it from a budget cut standpoint you gotta think a lot of these people um, were either just people who really just didn't need to be there like Davy Boy Smith he really didn't need to be there yeah. uh, Eva Marie another name who really just didn't really work I'm sorry Philip.
2: that's <laughs> <laughs> the Bay Area's own oh, Some, hey. someone
0: who, ha- who has contributed really n- nothing since coming back so um I think she's filling she's taking up a space but then you look at ember moon who's injury prone who's been injured quite a bit yeah right um oney lorkin another one who's been injured quite a bit throughout his time in wwe um well, say you- dorado and grand mentally They've been requesting their release for a while now. They've been requesting their release. And there's, I mean, I you have to look at look at them and just think in WWE, what can we really do with these guys? Yeah. Probably nothing, you, you know? And then, I don't know, Scarlett was a surprise because I was mm-hmm. like, oh, man, they're going to call her up soon. She's going to mm-hmm. be alongside Cross any moment now. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I think when when you look at someone like uh, a Shotzi and then you look at Scarlett, it's just like, how many more women can we fit on these brands that either sound alike? And I know this, this, I don't want this sounds weird, but like sound alike, look alike, or whatever. Like you don't want to keep changing these women to fit things that aren't going to seem natural, right? So obviously, I mean, I was watching uh, Shotzi on SmackDown this past Friday and I was like, yeah, Scarlett probably wouldn't have worked on SmackDown, but then you would have had her on, had her on Raw with Karen Cross. But then she doesn't really seem like she would fit in from a star power standpoint cuz you have Becky, you have Bianca, you have all these other pieces the the Liv morgans who you want to live morgans on raw? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Who you want to who who you have coming up next, right? And so it's just it's just weird. It's 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 a sad situation but um and then I don't know G G uh Rama yeah, he, G. Rama. He's been with them for like six years and he Has just, he? I think so.
1: I think 2015. Oh and, and he had just finally like his, one of his first televised matches this past week on yeah. NXT. And it was like a squash match, right?
2: You
0: know, yeah. that he lost. Trey Baxter surprised me. That, I thought they were going somewhere with Trey and, and Core so, Jade. G- yeah, cause
1: Trey did pretty well in the uh, mm-hmm. breakout tournament. And I thought, okay, maybe this is someone they're going to put some, you know re, uh uh invest some time in but then again you look at the new like kind of vision for nxt they want like the younger guys and he is young but mm-hmm. they want the guys over what six foot six two, two twenty five, 225 or big or whatever the the requirements that they're looking for and th- those parts he doesn't really fit that mold so i can see it maybe just, that's a-
0: <clears throat> it just sucks because like not like lately i've been watching 205 live well, I've always watched 205 live, but as of late, you see a lot of, you know, fresh. I mean, you see Roderick Strong on there. He's been there, you know, in the last three weeks. You know, mm-hmm. you see Odyssey Jones, the bigger guys. You see Trey Baxter. You see a lot more women on there now. So it's like a mixture of everything. And I just feel like there's so much missed opportunity when you keep letting these guys and girls go from the roster, and you have you have a, a main event like you. I mean, you could have used these. Could have brought put more eyes on main event, you you know. Mm -hmm. If you don't have any space for them on Raw, SmackDown, or NXT, you could have easily used them in many different ways, you know. So yeah, it makes
1: you wonder because remember there was the rumor that NXT, you know, bought Evolve or you know got the rights to Evolve, whatever, and then they were gonna make an NXT to their NXT, like a developmental show. Yeah, For people before they move on up to NXT and It was mm-hmm. going to be called like NXT Evolve Or something like that I don't think that's going to happen now But it, it would have been cool To see you know, a place for these new signees To go get TV time And practice and work And it kind of sounds like that's what 205 Live Is now kind of becoming into Like maybe some people on the up upcoming talent A place to work on TV But yeah, it makes you wonder They could have done that Main event, use that uh, I mean, 205 Live, it sounds like they just need to rename it Because it's yeah. not like a Cruiserweight show anymore, no. right? Yeah, no. <laughs> no, 205
2: Live is the new metal of Jacked Yeah, Oh, yeah, yeah Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah Velocity But,
1: but yeah. you know, the, the timing sucks And I understand why people are frustrated Because, you know, in the afternoon They have their earnings call And are celebrating how much money they made Especially at the Saudi show A couple weeks ago, and and you know they're doing better because they're back on the road, merch sales, all that stuff. And then a couple hours later, they let go a bunch of people, and it's it's trippy, man, because this is their third big set releases this year. So like every quarter, every three months, they're releasing people. So is this kind of more the norm now that every three months we're going to expect a round of cuts? And so that's kind of terrifying to think about if you know if you're an employee there because think about it, like. You know, for years, they were just kind of hoarding as much talent as they can get. And now they're just cutting people, get, trying to free up the books. I, I'm, I'm guessing, you know, they make their consistent money every three quarter, every, you know, every quarter. And so now it's like, OK, our money, you know, we're we're making about the same amount of money every three months. But how do we create more revenue? Well, let's release some of this talent and then their salaries come off the books and it's more money for the company overall. I mean, it's very, you know, you get really caught up in all the business side of things. And they're restructuring, like, you know, uh, uh, the corporate jobs and stuff. So this company is in a shuffle. And I've seen it from my industry. What I work in, I've seen um, corporate shakeups and restructuring stuff. So to me, when I see what WWE is doing, I'm used to it in my own you know sense with with my work and stuff so it's not really shocking to me I know a lot of people are like oh what the hell's going on and it's like that that's just corporate world for you that's just normal yeah. so it's nothing shocking to me see what they're restructuring and stuff people change positions or they let go of someone and someone else absorbs that job and gets another title with it it's so I'm used to all that stuff it's not shocking yeah. to me but you know it, it, it's the main, you know, reason they said for the, the cuts was budget cuts. That 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 was what Laurenitis was telling people and stuff. Uh, but there are reports that pe- some people were being let go because they were unvaccinated. Um, There's been reports that maybe four to six people, roughly on this list of eighteen, were let go because they were unvaccinated. Now, I mean, Nia Jax was reported in the New York Post article about this that she would let go cuz she was unvaccinated. However, you know, she went ahead to was it Instagram and did a post explaining herself what happened here. So, um
2: yeah, she she was taking a mental health break and yeah. she was set to return to I think the November 15th show. Yeah. And she asked for a little bit more time and um
1: Her vaccine status was never brought into question. Actually, here, I have it right here. I can read it off real quick. So this is from Nia Jax Instagram. This uh, message she posted said, I usually keep my personal life private, but yesterday's reports leave me with no option. But to clarify matters, I recently took a short leave of absence from WWE for a mental health break. I've been working through so much more than I can share. And so I took some time with the full support of the company to take care of myself. Earlier this week, after WWE sent me my schedule to return to the ring for the November 15th show, I asked for an extension to my mental health break. Feeling that I needed more time and hoping I would have the ongoing support of the company, I have given my all for the past seven years. I did not receive a response. The next I heard I was being released. My vaccination status was never mentioned. I wasn't given any choices or options. It breaks my heart to be so abruptly let go without consultation or... When dealing with so much privately, I love my career at WWE. I love the men and women I worked with, and I'm going to need time to process this huge loss. I appreciate those people who have shown understanding and compassion during an incredibly difficult time. So, listen, Nia Jax. You know, it, it must suck when you're you know dealing with some mental health stuff, and you get released from your job. Like, I definitely wish Nia the best and hope she gets better. What she's going through in her personal life. Uh, and obviously, the timing of being let go sucks as well. Um, <laughs> like, okay, now with the superstars who were let go because they're unvaccinated, I mean, we don't need to expect uh, to guess or anything like that. Just because that's that's their own personal decision. But I don't know, Philip, what are your thoughts on some people being let go um, because they're just unvaccinated?
2: I mean, that's basically what this thing is coming down to. I know in Alameda County, like for like schools, like kids have to be vaccinated by, I think, the second of December. And if not, Mm. you can't show up there. So it's basically one of those situations. If you're not vaccinated, you can't show up to work. You want to get back to work. Well, you need to you know what you have to do. You you don't want to do it. All right. Then we're going to future endeavor you. That's this isn't just WWE. This is happening in other corporate worlds as well. Mm hmm.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, um, my company that owns our radio station have been very public that everyone is required to be vaccinated to come back to work. So that's just one example. But, yeah, there's a lot of jobs having mandates and stuff. And that's the thing I think about for WWE as far as, you know, requiring people to be vaccinated. You got to think about WWE. You can't tour overseas without being vaccinated. So or you know, state by state have different rules and regulations. So if you're not vaccinated and you're not allowed to go into a certain arena in whatever state they're in because of the rules, you know, listen, I get it. It's your choice if you want to be vaccinated or not. But then you have, based on your decision, there are repercussions for that. So does that make sense? It's like, okay, if you want to be unvaccinated, that's fine. That's your own choice. But you have... You know, there there are uh, yeah repercussions to your decision case being some states won't allow you to work there and therefore you become a little bit of an issue for WWE it's like well what are we paying you for then you can't work for us then so that's why I think partly why they got released. you it's like okay if you're not gonna work if you can't work for us we can't keep you around so that's you know what I mean Brian does that make sense like you know that's kind of like you know give or take of this situation it's yeah. like okay if you're not going to be vaccinated, then you can't
0: work for us because we can't use you then. So, yeah, I, I, I and I think people have been given a great deal of time to know <laughs> that and understand that, <laughs> you know, and and again, like you said, it's it's it's, you know, it's a personal thing if it's up to, you know, whoever it is, if they want to or not. But, you know, what's to come if you don't, you know, and. And so it's 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 kind of sad it's, for me it's sad to know that there was you know however many people um that had to be let go for that cuz it's just like wow like i can't imagine traveling and being around so many people and 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 inter- like going to entertain so many people going in all these different venues and not wanting to protect myself to the best that I could mm-hmm. you know things like that so it's just it's kind of crazy and and you know it's also sad too to see someone lose their job it's it's mm-hmm. it's just it's it's really sad you know what I mean overall but
1: yeah no it is yeah yeah and that's the thing too is like i i feel bad for people who lost their jobs but at the same time yeah, you know, if you if refuse to get vaccinated, like, you know, I, I, I that's on you. Like, yeah. we can't sympathize, you know, for you losing your job in that situation because you're not taking that step to protect yourself and your coworkers and the fans mm-hmm. and whatnot. I mean, look, case in point: Golden State Warriors, Andrew Wiggins, he refused to get vaccinated at first, and then it became an issue because it's like, well, you can't play in San Francisco because there is the vaccine rule. So mm-hmm. it was like. Dude, you can't play for the Warriors. What? You can yep. only play road games in states yep. that allow you to play unvaccinated. That yep. became an issue. And then it was like, same well, okay. thing
0: with Kyrie and Brooklyn.
1: Yeah. So it's like, you know, for Andrew Wiggins, I think it's like crap. He's going to lose a lot of money not playing cert- a certain amount of games. Mm-hmm. So he got vaccinated. <laughs> and so same thing. I mean, and, there, and there's some superstars, you know, some reports are like, there's some superstars with bigger value who might not be vaccinated, but see, they have the pool to make that decision as mm-hmm. well. So it's, it's, it's a really interesting situation. You know, some people being cut for budget reasons, some being cut if they're unvaccinated, uh, you know, whatever the case may be or situation, it's a really interesting time right now. Um, the other thing was there were reports of like carrying cross supposedly Vince McMahon was kind of losing interest on him, or he felt he wasn't getting pushed, prop- or uh, he wasn't getting over with the WWE Universe, and he was in talks of being repackaged once again. Philip, what are your thoughts on this? Because for me, it, this is interesting, because it's like the chicken or the egg. Like, what came first? With Karrion Cross in this situation, it's... Who's to blame here when someone is not getting over? Is it the Superstar's fault for not getting over, or is it the Booker's fault for bad creative?
2: This is great. Shout out to Sir Wilkins from the Jobber Tears podcast. He said this very same thing. If you come from NXT and go to the main roster and you can't get over, it's kind of your own fault. Okay. So... And Cro- I mean, Adam Cole said it best in that segment. This place did everything uh, they could to make you feel special. Your hot wife, the cool little entrance. His wife went away. The entrance went away. What's left? Huh?
1: For Adam Cole, how'd they make me special? They ring the damn bell. I was like, whoa, shots fired. But then he it.
2: left the company. So anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yes. Yeah. So, so, I mean, you look at carrying Cross like, His cool entrance was gone. His wife wasn't by his side anymore. What really did he have left? Let's be honest. Because when he was in Impact, like, Killer Cross, there was something intense about him. He had had something about him, you know, when he was on the Indies, uh, and that kind of got lost. And, you know, what's unfortunate, we don't know what the repackage would have been. I mean, this could this can be said for a lot of like NXT call ups, and that's a whole other conversation.
1: Yeah, well, it's frustrating, Brian, here because like Karrion Cross, like dude, he was the hot free agent at the beginning of 2020. It's like where's he going to go? AEW, he's going to go to WWE. He was making appearances at MLW and indie shows and whatnot. And it was like his last set of indie dates before he was going to sign. WWE signed him. NXT got him. I was like, okay, cool debuts amazing entrance i mean just his look alone he's 6'4 he's big what vince mcmahon looks for in a guy he had the amazing entrance he had the hot girl as a manager valet in scar bordeaux it was like oh my god this is the total package that you need for the main roster it seemed like a recipe for success like you know what I mean? Like I, I can't believe this. It's like I, I think a lot of people thought. Oh, his time in NXT is going to be really short because as long as he gets over with the NXT universe, does performs well, he'll be hot shy to, to Raw or SmackDown right away and be, you know, be part of WrestleMania in, in the not near future. Instead, it all falls apart, and you know, I, I just I I'm, I'm 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 I cannot believe they did not let him just do his thing on Raw or SmackDown or I guess Raw since he got called up there maintain that same entrance have scarlet with her i thought scarlet was gonna be like the next sable for 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 the company and you know carrie cross have that cool entrance and you know the crowd would have loved it on a larger scale imagine him if he would have done that at wrestlemania how epic that would have been now regardless of how you feel about his in-ring work you know we know in sports entertainment you know, there, you what you might lack in one thing, you can make for in other way. So that's why I just seem like Karrion Cross. He should be like a gold mine, you know, uh, uh, for, for for the company. So it just sucks, like for in this situation. Do you think Karrion Cross didn't get over on Raw because of bad booking, or was it his own fault? Like, where do you kind of draw the blame in a situation when someone's not getting over? Well, I
0: think with Karrion Cross specifically. I think that they had a they had a whoopsie in the beginning by having him lose yeah his first match, but then it, they started to correct it. I think people were too focused on the fact that he didn't have Scarlet and his entrance, and I know those are two huge parts of him, mm-hmm. um, especially in NXT when he debuted with that that intro. I mean that was everything. I mean everyone was talking. Excuse me, Every, everyone was talking about it. So I think that has somewhat of, you know, something to do with it. But to me, he was still carrying cross. He was still, you know, dominant. He was still, uh, you know, that force. Uh, to Phil, to your point, I felt like he still had the intensity. Um, it just, I think people were wrapped up in the entrance, wrapped up mm-hmm. in no scarlet and then when they added the helmet i think they were upset that he had the helmet but but see here, here's i, I want to say something real quick um people criticize wwe for not being a wrestling company or not putting on wrestling matches or whatever right like wrestling matches that they like and but when you complain about something so little, like an entrance or entrance gear that have nothing to do with the actual wrestling in the ring. Mm-hmm. Right. And you, you, you say, you know what? They ruined this person. Well, how, how could they have ruined this? But per- he's still the same guy in the ring. He's squashing people. He's yeah. beating them up, beating the hell out of them uh, every week. And, you know, this is building to something, the vignettes at towards, you know, the end was was great. I thought the, whatever they were doing to repackage him when he was talking in the boiler room, it looked like yeah. in a suit, the Sean O'Hare inspired yeah, promo. Yeah, exa- There you go. Exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> those were those were great, and so I felt like instead of instead of wondering, wow, instead of being like, wow, okay, I can't wait till he have a match with this person, this person, this person. 'Cause I, I didn't hear that. I didn't hear I can't wait for Karrion Cross to go up against Big E. Like like you yeah. said at the at the beginning of this. I can't yeah. wait for Karrion Cross to go up against Kofi. I can't wait for yeah. Karrion Cross to go up against Drew McIntyre. Damien you know, Preece. Damien Preece. Preece. I
1: mean, it that's the thing. I was so excited like when Karrion Cross and and you know Keith Lee were called up. I was like, these guys can't, you know, uh uh get adjusted to the main roster, you know, the mid-card scene and work their way up over the next year to the main event status. Mm. I mean, Keith Lee, you know, he beat Randy Orton what, on his first night on Raw or within that first couple of weeks. I was like, "Oh mm. my god, they're pushing him. That is awesome and yeah. that's cool if Randy Orton gave the okay to go over for him." I mean, I think this is awesome. They believe in yeah. him. And then I know unfortunately he got sick with COVID and had some other health-related issues, so he was gone for what? Was it over 6 months, 7 months? Yeah. And I'm glad he's much better and I'm feeling better now. And I was like, okay, he's back. But ever since he came back, they just never seen what to do with him. They just, you know, when it, when he de- debuted originally, like, they changed his music. And I know there was music rights with the people who made the theme song and the royalties and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So they gave him, like, a generic, you know, entrance song. And then they tried to do an updated song for him. And just, of course, it wasn't the same as to the one we heard on NXT. But then, like, you know, he changed his ring gear a little bit with the baggy shorts and just kind of different Trying out different, it looked like they were just throwing things at the wall and see what was going to yeah. stick. Yeah, and that gets frustrating.
2: You know what I realized, Brian, when we were at that SmackDown, we saw one of his last WWE matches. Yeah, yeah, the, that's
0: crazy if you think about it.
2: And then the one in Sacramento. It's funny, Levi Shapiro was one of his last opponents.
0: I know that is that is, that is <laughs> and, and he had just chirpy. gotten, and he just gotten a a, a brand new music the Bearcat. again.
2: Bearcat. <laughs> With the ring.
0: Yeah. Give <laughs> me the ring. It, and to and to real quick, just to, to go off of what I was saying again, I feel like people aren't giving guys like Keith Lee, and I'm not saying this has anything to do with their release, but think about it. Kenny Omega, who's the AW world champ, he doesn't have a drastic, amazing, you know, crazy entrance. I was just. I think I just. I don't know if I mentioned on the bullet cast that I feel like Kenny Omega's entrance is different every week. Like he's doing. <laughs> I like, mean, to it, be fair, I, he had that
2: that you know that goofy entrance when the ladies were sweeping or whatever.
0: Yeah, well, okay. Right. Yes. Yeah, but now that for? But now he's coming out by himself. He's with he's with Don Callis. He's with uh, Nakazawa. Nakazawa. Yeah, where's Don Callis been by the way?
2: Uh, oh, the Impact AEW <laughs> partnership's over.
0: But he,
1: oh. it, <laughs> but no, but he he's no longer works for Impact. Like, he, his contract expired, so... Did it? Uh, yeah, his EVP status, whatever that Whoa, was. Okay. Yeah. I know that. So anyway, so you am not have to go on the uh, sidetrack,
2: Oh no, but yeah. But, 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 but I, I want to throw this out there, because, like, okay. you, I mean, Brian, you were there. They popped for Keith Lee, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm saying. I'm, so it, it, with him, it kind of didn't matter what they did with him. People were going to love him, because he's Keith Lee. He's yeah. this big dude who can do these unbelievable feats of athleticism mm-hmm. you know and then you have a guy like carrying cross where i mean i i mean i didn't get to see him live so i don't know what the reaction would have been but from what you would read on like twitter and stuff people kind of weren't reacting to him
1: mm-hmm. do you see the the reports so we talked about Nia Jax. she spoke about her release and carrying cross keith lee both kind of responded i guess someone tweeted to carrying cross like can he have his helmet and he said no one wants that piece of ass and then (laughs) keith lee someone asked on instagram like was it his idea for the bearcat gimmick and he said no it was not my idea lol so it it just shows that both these guys their current gimmicks were not their ideas so that's where i feel so and then there was it um uh, um, Wade, was it Wade Keller? Philip, is Wade Keller the one Brandon likes? So, Wade yeah. Keller, Brian, you know what I'm talking about? Like, recently yeah. he, uh, he did a report that, uh, Keith Lee was reportedly difficult to work with backstage recently and didn't want to put, go over or put people over and job out. Yep. Yeah. Now, <laughs> for me, when I hear that, it's like, okay, who's the source that's saying that? Cause that very much sounds like they're just bad mouthing Keith Lee. Yeah. For Keith Lee, it, you know, there's what three three sides to every story uh one person's side the other person's side of the story and then somewhere in the middle of the truth when i re- heard that report i'm sure keith lee if he i would love one day if he does a shoot interview to explain that or his side of the story that report i'm sure for him he just probably was speaking his mind of just the bad creative and so for him to speak his mind probably was like guys like I don't think this is working I don't like that idea or whatever so him just shooting down those ideas presented to him those people interpret that oh he's being difficult to work with and then that's what's being used to leak out to the dirt dirt sheets does that make sense mm-hmm. what I'm coming yep. from here yep. so when I heard Wade Keller saying reports are saying that Keith Lee's difficult backstage I just think he's probably just objecting to the bad creative that's presented to him <laughs> I'm like yeah you know exactly. what I mean so and that's what I'm saying. And then you hear these guys explain like they is like the current gimmicks that they were giving to them. So that's what's I, I get frustrated is is these guys we love them and we want to see them succeed, but it's tough to get over when bad creatives being pushed onto them and they just can't do what what made them special in the first place.
2: Bro, you think Dustin Rhodes wanted to be Gold Dust? Like, uh, come on, bro! But probably. he made it work.
1: True. That is true. And, and, and that is the other side of this argument is like, there are some guys who take what's given to them and make it work.
2: I think it, this lightning
1: is me in a bottle, I guess.
2: I think you saw what they did to dusty, right? They put him in the polka dots, but it didn't matter what they did with the dusty. He was dusty. People loved him. Yeah, I think that's Keith Lee and Karrion Cross. He could have been a gold dust situation to where despite you may not have liked what is being presented, but you make it work and you become a success. Yeah. He could have been that, but it did not happen.
0: Yeah, yeah. Gary that's, that's and Cross should have been Psycho Sid.
2: <laughs> well, Psycho Sid was terrible, so why would you do that? I love
0: Sid. I All love right. Sid back in the day. No,
2: but I mean, I know, I know we're
1: running a little bit long talking about this, but I just, I, this is such a...
0: Who's the man? Who's the man? <laughs> My dad loves
1: Sid. I got a Sid action figure.
2: <laughs> we're live, pal.
1: I know we're live. That's where they that came from. <laughs> you got to thank him for all that. And I know we're running long on this part of the conversation, but I feel like these releases over the last few days has really came up a lot of questions and discussion points. And I know, you know, when these releases, we all were talking about me recording right away on Thursday night. But then I said, "Well, let's hold up and let this play out because then over the next couple of days, a lot more infos come out, which even led to more discussion points to get into, which I'm glad we held off on when we did." Um, but you know, and there's also a lot of people talking about WWE for the women's division that want to focus on more younger talent, and so there have been some of the women speaking up and says not fair. So I, it, you know, it's really interesting where wwe's creative is going from a restructuring point as well um I don't know. We'll see what happens here. It's uh, you know I'm I'm assuming Karen Cross will find work right away. Scarlet Bordeaux has always been tweeting out that like you know she's getting a lot of offers for a clothing line. It's other projects being thrown her way, so she'll do fine. She wants her bra and panties hardcore match. I know. I saw that too. I was like, is that <laughs> real one? Wait, a GCW or something? Yeah. But uh, you know, Graham and <laughs> Talik, Lindsay the They've been wanting their release for a while. Even Marie. I'm guessing she'll go back to what she's doing before with her workout clothing line and movie roles and no, stuff. No, she,
2: she has to tour the Indies. Dude, that would no. be pretty awesome. <laughs> ah, I mean, her, that's a... No, nah, bro, those same people that, oh, she still has a job, those people would line up oh, to yeah, meet man? her at a show. Like, oh, come totally, on. Totally. Hey, did you see Lindsay Dorado was trying to fight Izzy's dad? Yeah. yeah you no, know, like, he, he showed up to the spot and everything. Did y'all see that?
0: Yeah, that's... Yeah.
2: It. I, like, I mean...
1: I was like, oh, I have thoughts about Lince that. Is, I think
0: yeah. Lince is frustrated. Yeah. Yeah. he's still, you and know. That was hella, that even, was though, even though he wanted his release and he was he got it, I think still just the frustrations of everything. and. Well, it, for me, I'm also upset.
1: Like, I wish Mia Yim was used more. She's a great, talented
0: performer yeah. who
1: could. And that's the thing with the women's division, like, or, or any men's or women's. Like, you need people on the roster that can go out there and be a good opponent for the stars that you're pushing, like credible opponents. And Mia Yim, okay, maybe you don't want to push her as a champion or something, but she could have gone out there and been a credible threat or opponent for like a Sasha Banks or 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 Becky, whoever. Just you know, a quick matches here or there on Raw or SmackDown. I mean, she she got to mix up. She got to uh, a match on Takeover one time, and she, with she, uh,
2: Shayna, yeah,
1: yeah. So she you know was getting a little push in NXT, and you know, she can run with the storyline and be pushed properly. Um, Harry Smith, you know, dude, that guy wrestled one dark match before SmackDown there. There and never did anything. Like, yeah. I don't know, did they sign him as a favor because his dad got in the Hall of Fame this past year? I mean, I was like, what's going on? Like, I, I thought they should have put him on NXT UK. I think he would have done great there. I think he could have oh, been yeah. a legit opponent against Walter. I-, sure. I-, I mean, Harry Smith has improved it so much post his first time leaving WWE. I think he could have been used... As a great just veteran opponent, Frankie Monet, aka Taya Valkyrie, I, I she just she'll got be there.
2: Yeah, she, she'll be fine.
1: Yeah, she'll. I mean, bounce back. I mean, she maybe goes back to Impact or go to AEW. I don't know. Um, Amber Moon, AEW. I think she get her right away. Just a, another credible opponent for the NXT. Or excuse me for the women's division, AEW. Um, but I guess let me get, ask you this because not everyone can go to AEW no. and. Do you think – are you a little concerned that the the market is flooded now with too much talent-free agents out there? So, Not-
2: look, for AEW, they, they swipe up a couple of these women for sure. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. Now, I've where does Nia Jax go? That's the one that really intrigues me. What company could best – I've said that people should go to Ring of Honor, but given what's happening with them, you know, RIP. And that's what so, sucks about um,
1: this timing is Ring of Honor is gone for the I time mean, being, so that's like s- one less company for them to go I, work at. I
2: could see Keith Lee versus Hammerstone for the MLW title. I could see that. Yeah, I could see, see Hammerstone versus Cross, Nia Jax. I mean, I could see her in Impact, bro. I could, I, w- I would love Keith Lee yeah. to go to
1: AEW and his debut the first time we see him on screen. It's just coming out of nowhere and hitting Adam Cole into the crowd again, <laughs> like he did at NXT. How awesome would that be from a, a continuity nice, standpoint? A nice little
2: callback, I'm sure. Uh, what, the homie Alfred pro wrestling Bitch would have a he would have a field day with that one. I totally. Uh,
1: you know, I should text Alfred and see if he wants to come on and talk. Bro.
2: I want to. I want to talk to him. He is guy. awesome. Dude, when I had lunch with him in I Vegas, he was guy.
1: he was so awesome to hang I, out with. So awesome. Uh, no, but uh, uh, but Adam Cole, you know, if Keith Lee with AEW, there how much fun they can have on being the elite. Like, imagine Adam Cole going up to Keith Lee and be like, "Hey, man, I could be your manager or something," or you know, <laughs> you know, joking around, or or John Silver saying like, "Hey, you should manage this guy" or something. How much fun they can yeah. joke around with that whole thing. Um, I mean, you know, I hope Impact Wrestling benefits getting a lot of these talents. I hope GCW, MLW, NWA, uh, uh, who else I'm missing? New Japan. I mean, I hope all yeah. these companies can get them. And even the indie scene, like remember, Philip, you know, we, we talked about this. like the indie scene in 16, 2017, 2018 was popping with so much talent. And then it kind of died down a little bit because everyone getting signed now all these free agents are out there again so hopefully the indie scene can rise and book all these people which then why we should you know as fans make sure you go to your local independent wrestling show support buy a ticket do the meet and greets buy their merch all that to support these people uh I mean, look at West Coast Pro Wrestling. They got Bandino and Alex Shelley coming in December now. Like EC
2: will be here on Friday.
1: I mean, West Coast Pro Wrestling's gonna have a, a banger show this coming Friday. Uh, uh, piggybacking with the New Japan show on uh, Saturday the thirteenth. They have a show Friday the twelfth. So it's gonna it's an amazing time for the independent wrestling scene and for us to be up closer and interact with these people. But like I said, that's my only concern with all these releases is the is the talent pool gonna be so flooded now? Is there going to be enough jobs for everyone to to make up for this for the release from WWE? Right.
2: I would I hope know. there I would hope there will be and I have to do this for B-Fab. I loved Hit Row. I saw the new entrance, it is not the same.
0: <laughs> I kind of so, like
2: it. Yeah stop yourself. I kind of like it. Oh,
1: I like you know, Sammy Zane dancing to it.
2: Yes. <laughs> sorry. I was going <laughs> to but, but you know what, Brian, you know you, you know what I have to do. Big mad. You know what I have to do. Hit row, hit row.
1: Hit row. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, so I don't know. In closing, is there anything else we need to talk about with this with this release? I mean, I think we covered a lot as far as our thoughts of them leaving just you know what the reason behind all this was the timing where they can go booking decisions i mean there, you know there was a lot to unpack with all these wwe releases that's why i definitely want to spend some time just talking about it because it really just kind of puts in question the direction of wwe and where they're at right now as a company and what's working what's not working so like you know <laughs> I know, and it just shows how much talent WWE has because Raw SmackDown still has a lot of people. But I'm just worried the people that we see there are going to get burnt out. We're going to see them just rematch after rematch when they can have more fresh up matchups. So that's what Kyle
0: O'Reilly set to become a free agent.
1: Yeah, next month. okay. For yeah, I'm thank you for bringing that up. So yeah, Kyle O'Reilly yeah. is uh, his contract's going to be up what in uh, of November or December.
2: December. December. Okay, December, okay so December. him,
1: Johnny Gargano is supposed to be, what, first week in December. Yeah. Sammy Zane's end of December. Kevin Owens Kevin is end Owens. of January 2022. Yeah. That's four big names right there. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm putting it out there already. Undisputed Era, AEW's version Man. versus the
0: Elite.
2: Bro, what are it, they going to be? The Era? The, yep. I
0: mean, uh, the and Unanimous John, Johnny, Era. Jo- Johnny Gargano just just went up against uh, who did he fight in a dark match? Oh, against um um uh Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle O'Reilly. It was yeah. a dark match. Yeah. So was- what? So what do, you, what do you what do you guys think that is? Do you think it's that's like a let's see who we're gonna keep, pal. <laughs> who we're gonna give the <laughs> raise to? Who we're gonna
2: sign?
1: I, dude, I, I already know Kyle O'Reilly's probably
2: gone. Yeah,
1: dude, reform Red Dragon in AEW, and. Maybe hey, the elite. If
2: they, if they won those tag titles, I'd be hella happy.
1: Dude, cause think about it. How, okay. N- n- oh, this is what I was going to ask you guys. We all love NXT. We love that roster. That roster, you know, has moved on either called up or been released. Now, AEW, while the first couple years of existence, they really benefit, you know, trying to develop their own homegrown talent. Now they're mixing it in with all the hot free agent signs that they've you know, got over the last year. Now, what I'm kind of getting excited is AEW is kind of benefiting from signing the top names from NXT, from their competition. And while those guys probably would not have done well in Raw or SmackDown from a booking standpoint, we're now getting the benefit of them crossing over to AEW. If that makes sense, what I'm trying to say as far as AEW is now benefiting from having that competition of NXT that these guys are now coming over and you get the best of both worlds. You get the AEW talent and then the guys and gals that we loved in NXT who are now coming over there. So you get like yeah. this all-star show in many ways what Dynamite and Rampage is now evolving into. It's like the people in AEW that I've been a fan of since day one and now the people from NXT that I love who are now jumping ship over there. It's like now these fresh, crazy, fun matchups are gonna be playing out hopefully and like the Undisputed Era which was the hottest faction in NXT one by one are now coming over to AEW and now my mind is like oh my god I didn't think this could happen but we can maybe have the Elite versus Undisputed Era at some point I don't know like Philip, what are your thoughts on you know the best of NXT is coming over to AEW kind of so their competition is now coming over to fill their roster and kind of help elevate them to a a larger platform for success
2: It's a it's a contradictory, slippery slope, (laughs) because on one hand, you know, they said we're going to focus on uh, on grooming our own talent. And then they signed a whole bunch of guys that leave WWE and then they become all ex WWE and, you know, that whole gimmick (laughs) and whatnot. Yeah. And so I guess the way I want to put this, I mean, I've said it, they don't need any more talent like they don't need any more men's talent. Now, yeah, yeah. acquire some more women, like the ones that have been released. Yeah, look into getting them. Um, but I guess if you're going to keep signing these former WWE guys, as long as your talent who have been with you since day one-ish have, like, the big moments, like, mo- we, we know Hangman's going over Kenny Omega. Like, all right, boom, that's a guy that's been with them since day one. Brian, th- write that if-
1: down. That's his pick. Write it down. It's documented.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's one pick.
2: My picks. My picks for bound for glory. we documented. You guys didn't hear? It's on the. My, my keep going. Keep going. My, no, no. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. And then like I guess like whoever dethroned Sammy Guevara should be a you know like a a day one talent. You know what I okay. mean? Yeah. And then eventually make it organic to where these guys who have come in from the outside. Uh, take championships and stuff like that I mean FTR they came in from the outside But it worked for that time period given mm-hmm. The pandemic and everything and it just kind of felt Right for them to win the mm-hmm. titles at that point in time mm-hmm. So unless you have a scenario Like that then you know just kind of like groom Them but you don't want to take too long Because then you get to You get to like well, Andrade's been here for Like five months he hasn't really done much and I know stuff that like five
1: that. matches all, That's all he's done five matches with yeah. Cody, it was he, his record was on the screen two and two. It was like he's only had four matches up until this he's been point. there since like June, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm yeah, like that's kind of weird. But no, but Brian, let me ask you. Like for me, it's it, I'm, I'm happy because it's like what once was their competition are now coming over and helping the, their former competition. So I'm kind of happy to see. The guys who I was a fan of on NXT, who I was concerned that would not do well on Raw or SmackDown, are at least going over to AEW. And now you get the best of both worlds. You get the best from AEW and the best of NXT from a couple years ago. So as a fan, is that kind of exciting that like, that, that this is playing out? Cause I'm like, I mean, we could get Roger Strong over there, maybe Kevin Owens. I mean, this is, yep. it's, it's exciting still.
0: It is. And. Boy, have we seen this before. And uh, (laughs) the only thing I got to say is who's going to be the Stone Cold to the Tribal Chiefs Rock? And who's going to be Stone Cold to Big E's Rock? Hmm? Wow. Who's it going to be? Who's going to take WWE to that next level? Because I think they're going to be forced or maybe they're forcing themselves who knows i I think it's going to come to a point where they're because right now i feel like it's kind of like a seesaw right yeah both shows kind of like ratings go up ratings go down ratings go up ratings go down and now i think fans are just like nah we don't really care about the ratings we like AEW. or (laughs) you know you don't really see too many people saying that about wwe but i think it'll get to a point where they'll have to go all right we got to be serious now we got to really start writing some intriguing stories that people want to follow week to week that actually pay off on the pay-per-views and, um, and we'll see how well Tony and uh, AEW can respond. It's, it's a, it's a fun time. I'm just, I'm just thinking
1: an answer to your question, who could be mm-hmm. the stone cold of this era to help mm-hmm. WWE uh, counter the competition that's like red hot and getting all the attention right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if it's someone on NXT right now. Is it Braun Breaker? Is Maybe it Champa?
0: Champa? I mean, Champa already says that he, he don't like that, that torn schedule. schedule. Yeah. yeah.
1: I don't know. Like, is it someone that's currently with the company or someone that they still got to groom mm-hmm. and bring up there somehow? Because you look at the current roster, everyone that's on Raw or SmackDown, it's the same people that we've been watching for years. They just reshuffle some people to this side, some people on this side with the draft. You know, it's not really a draft; it's really just a shuffling. It's like no one's mm-hmm. getting called up. A draft no. is like you get called up to the pros. It's just a shuffle. It's like literally, okay, we'll take half these people here. They've been over here for a while. Let's move them over here, and then this half goes over there, and then therefore, mm-hmm. who's left over will have fresh matchups with this new half. It, it, it's. So that's the thing. It's like it's the same people, and that's what I was talking about earlier. It's like you know, Big E, the four guys that are now going after him for that title. They've been on the main roster for years, so it's not like new. Like, oh my god, I've never seen this. I know this week on Raw, Big is like Big E, Kevin Owens for the first time ever on Raw. I was like, okay, but they've been around. Their veterans have been around forever. So
0: I don't know who is that. And head. everybody and the four that came over uh, all have losing streaks. <laughs> you know, coming coming over to Raw. So, it's, so I don't know who is it. Who can be that person?
2: It's Finn Balor, bro.
1: It's Finn I, is Balor. It? L- like, are you uh, hypothetically? Is Finn Balor someone that you're gonna cheer for like you would for Shawn Michaels when you were younger? I mean, I know you're you know you're older now. You're in different part. You know your life. You're in a different place now and all that. But like mentally, is Finn Balor someone? That could Honestly, lead the company, how Shawn Michaels led the company.
2: I mean, give let's let's truly give him the ball, because remember he was Universal Champion, but he got injured. Yeah, let's. I mean, I that's see, this is why I wanted him to win King of the Ring. Nothing, nothing to Xavier, but the, I thought we could have told the story of how the prince becomes the king, and then you know the king wants the chief. I thought, I thought maybe we could have done something like that. You know. Yeah. Because everybody loves Finn Balor. I mean, you see the merch out there. Royalty are,
1: versus royalty.
2: Yeah, people are dropping like the 150 however much those leather jackets cost to wear them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, tr- give him the ball.
1: That, I mean, that's a great question, though, Brian. Like, I don't know, we need to make a, a graphic or something. Like, yeah. you know, maybe like a, a, a silhouette of Stone Cold and like a question mark over it and be like, who is the next Stone Cold for this era, and not this has yeah. to be someone that's a beer drinker and cusses and all that. It's just yeah. someone that can be the face of the company and take them to new heights. Absolutely. So I don't know something to think about for the clickers out there. Please email us in the click at gmail dot com. And I know we've been going on and on. And like I said, I, this is something I've been really wanting to talk with you guys. Like literally. Thursday night, after I said, let's hold off on talking about the releases, I, I couldn't sleep because like in my head, I was trying to play out all the different questions and topics we can get into because there's so much to break down with this release, said releases and what it symbolizes for the company and the pro wrestling landscape. So anyway, I'm glad we had this discussion. It was really good. Yeah. Um, also just want to touch on John Moxley it was announced earlier this week. Uh, Tony Khan tweeted out that, uh, John Moxley is entering an inpatient alcohol treatment program. And so the love and support everyone's been showing him. But Brian, your thoughts on, um, you know, John Moxley going to rehab.
0: Yeah, good for John. Um, I'm on the record of saying that uh, it's clear that he or he I don't know if it was his gimmick, you know, the lunatic fringe or, you know, the whatever gimmick he was. Playing. It seemed to me that he had some type of issue. Mm-hmm. I can tell. A difference in his look from when he first debuted in aew to now and i know he's gone through a lot and and the pandemic and you know he has a baby now and everything like that so dad life dad bod (laughs) all that sorts of things yeah but i he just looked and just felt very off even in the ring i think his work has fallen off he's not Mm -hmm. as quick um anymore and yeah, so I, I it's it's it shocked me because mm-hmm. it came out of nowhere. You know, he was in the in the eliminator tournament, so I was like, oh, okay. But who cares about the tournament? I'm I'm glad that he's taking that step and taking initiative and, you know, getting some help. So good for him and good for everybody. You know, that supports him and you know, hope yeah, the best for him and Renee. Because even uh, his his
1: appearance on one of the episodes of Roads to the Top. He was talking to Brandy and he just said, Oh, I'm hungover. Like that's yeah. really, that the whole scene. It's just Brandy yeah. walked up to him and like, how's everything going? He's like, Uh, I'm just I'm hungover.
0: And like it, it was just <laughs> right. about drinking. Yeah. And, and, so, and at first I was like, Well, okay, that's that's his thing, you know. But then it made me I st- I started to think about it. I'm like, I don't know if that's a gimmick. I think that's <laughs> that's for real. I think that's really John right now, you know? And and listen, I um
1: we know you know it's a hard lifestyle working being a pro wrestler just the bumps you take and then yeah. the travel and then the you know the media commitments you got to do and the stuff you got to do the fans meet and greet like you're being asked to do a lot for a company being pulled in a million different directions and you know and then at the same time maintain a home personal life you know a marriage being a brand new dad it's a lot to to process and so with that being said, it's it's good to maybe like take a break and you know mm-hmm. get some help if you can't right. you know so a lot of people when they deal with a lot of pressure you know drink and do whatever they, they feel like they need to to calm down take a break mentally yeah. whatever and so maybe for him he's like listen there's a lot that I'm dealing with right now I don't want to go down that path again to mm-hmm. to cope with it so I'm really happy to see that he's gonna get some help and, well, and I'm respect sure,
0: him I'm, and I'm sure even the pressures of being uh the top if not one of the top Mm -hmm. faces yeah in this in this company in a new company the pressure for this new company to make them succeed yeah absolutely i'm sure that was a whole lot to deal with especially in the time that he was champion you know throughout the pandemic so
1: yeah philip anything from you for any of about moxley you want to add or
2: i mean brian really said it all you know just get well soon mox we we hope you battle these demons and that you make a full recovery
1: yeah the the thing too also with him is is you know respect him to admit that he has an issue and he wants to get help that's the toughest part just admitting you have a problem and going to get help and then i respect that he went public with this because he could have easily kept private but then people would have questioned where is he why is he not on tv all Mm -hmm. of a sudden he's not here at the the tournament the eliminator tournament for the world titles like why is he suddenly gone all these questions would start coming up and so I'm glad they kind of just addressed it right out of the gates and explained what's going on. And the big thing you know, with AEW, they're like, let John kind of be a, a role model in that sense, as far as an example, like admitting you need help. And if you need help, don't be afraid to ask for help. Like so if anything and trying to spread a positive message of like, hey. If you're going through something, get help. It's okay to admit you need help and ask someone. Yep. So that I was really the respect for all that AEW how they handle that. So, all right, let's jump into this week's episode of AEW Dynamite and Rampage. Here we are. It's the second to last episode of Dynamite before Full Gear. A lot's going on. I'm really digging the last few weeks of Dynamite. They're really just ramping up these stories. It's coming to a head for the pay-per-view. AEW, I feel like when they're on all cylinders leading to a pay-per-view is such musty TV. Every segment is just awesome. Um let's just go ahead and jump right into it. So Dynamite kicked off this week with Phillips favorite wrestler, Kenny Omega, the AEW world champion. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just <tried> <laughs> say that with a straight <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: uh taking yeah. on Alan Angels from the Dark Order. Uh Philip, I'll start with you since Kenny Omega is your favorite. What do you think of this opening match here?
2: I didn't watch it.
1: What? <laughs> you don't watch Dynamite or just this match?
2: Huh? Um, this match and some of Dynamite. Wow. <laughs> but tell me what happened. I mean, was it?
1: Was it? It I- was. Brian, it was pretty one sided, right? Like, Ali just put up a little fight, but really, it was just Kenny Omega being dominant. I think the, the, the sent a message to Hangman, like, "All right, this is I'm the world champion. You're coming after the best, of the best." You see, yeah. that's why
2: I don't like Kenny Omega. You can't let anybody else get their stuff in. <laughs> oh my God!
1: <laughs> <laughs> on the Brian, what would you think here? I mean it was a pretty one-sided match, but the big takeaway was hangman came out afterwards to make the save against you know his friend from the Dark Order, and yep. then he cut the promo and said, "Kenny, here's your title. you left in the ring. You got ten days left to have it. Enjoy it. Mhm So yeah, would you think of just the match itself and then the hangman's promo for him? the match was
0: was was okay. It was what it was. the cleaner. Doing his thing in that squared circle. Um, the aftermath felt like Hogan and Sting heading into Starcade. Ninety-seven. <laughs> it was, it was, yes. Oh, that was <laughs> it, great, right? It, it, yes, it was. <laughs> I felt it felt very like you just knew, like when you everyone knew Sting's he's taking that WCW championship from Hogan. He's gonna Wait, beat Hogan at Starcade.
1: Which I'm trying to remember. He won, but then he had to give it back, right? Wasn't there? Yeah, a te- yeah, yeah. He, yeah.
2: Yeah,
0: we don't talk about, okay, no. okay, about that. Okay, I guess <laughs> We don't talk about that. No, but. <let's. laughs> but I feel like I we all live. know. We all. <laughs> we all. <laughs> so did I? I watched it live too. <laughs> yeah, we all Phil, know. I remember it.
1: <laughs> Phil, <we> just, <laughs> I was gonna say. Phil, you were in a crib watching, like, we just staring up, like, yeah, exactly. Thing, thing. Instead of staying, he's
0: staying. Stay. <laughs> that's
1: what we should do. That's what we should do. We should Photoshop Philip as a baby in front of a TV screen watching Nitro in 1997. His look, throwback Thursday. <laughs> look, see, I was watching this stuff live. Yeah. But your face right now on a baby's body <laughs> in a crib staring at a TV screen like see I'm watching or yeah. like it should be like oh. Biggie. Remember when Biggie was looking at the TV like this?
2: Like <laughs> Hey, now I got a, I got a meme for that, bro.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness.
2: But so, I, yeah, I
0: feel like Hangman. We all know and we all want him to win the AW title. This is his moment. Yeah. And so yeah, it was close, cool, decent. Dude, what, what
1: if they pull a swerve and let Kenny Omega win at full gear? Oh, I would. Th- Dude, I the, love that. Dude, They do that
0: so bad.
1: The heat he would get, Hangman, you know, he if, if he kicks happens. out the one wing angel the first one, but then Kenny does it a second time and just ends it. You and know how, what
0: you do? How mad that crowd would be. You, you, you know what you do? I would have Kenny beat uh, Adam and then. Have the rematch happen on Dynamite. Oh, okay. And then have Adam win there on big Dynamite. Big pop or Big Randy. Did they do pop that with like
2: Goldberg and Hogan?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, they had Goldberg beat Hogan on Nitro, what, six, seven six nights before Bash at the beach, but Hogan wouldn't even defend the title that night. He was in a mixed tag with I, can't with, remember. I think Rodman and Jay Leno.
2: Like something happened, and then they did it like in the in the uh, in the Georgia dome on Nitro, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, and that was a big night for Goldberg because he had the U.S. title, right? And the world title. Yep. Like, yeah. Yeah. Man. But I <laughs> <so I'm> just, <laughs> I, it's, uh, I hope Hangman wins at Full Gear because it comes full circle because one year ago at Full Gear, that's where the team broke up. So I know a lot of people want Hangman to win at All Out. But listen, mm-hmm. All Out was a stacked show with Brian Danielson, CM Punk's first match, Adam Cole's debut, all that stuff. A lot going on there. So spread it to full gear. And then it makes sense. One full year of when they broke up as a tag team. It's the same pay-per-view that Hangman wins and beats the guy that turned on him. And also, wasn't that the episode of Being the Elite where Adam uh, Adam was wearing his gear all the time? Remember on Being the Elite, oh, the, yeah. there, there was a gimmick for or, or storyline for a while where Hangman was always wearing his gear. Oh, wherever he Oh, yeah. yeah. He, was, he
2: was trying to get full gear ready, and then they named the pay-per-view full gear. Yeah, so. but he was trying to get full gear ready for. Uh, was was it all in
0: or was it? I think it was all in. Is
1: that what it
2: was? Yeah. So no, I, yeah. no, I think it was. All, was it all out? It might have been all out. I thought
1: it was all all in. out. Probably. I don't know. No, because all no, in he all he, all had in, killed, he, was... he killed he yeah, killed you know right.
2: who we cannot say yeah uh, but yeah yeah, the, the,
1: yeah all the true penis the, the, tru- the penis druids, druids, yeah. Dru- druids. yeah druids yeah he was getting he was getting ready
2: for all out yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. okay you ready.
1: Yeah, so uh, I'm excited. Obviously, a question I want to ask you guys uh, I didn't have a chance to ask you. I'm glad this segment happened because it finally adds a little more spark of like anger and like emotions into this feud. Hey, man, saying you got 10 days, enjoy it. what do you guys think about the m- main event last week on Dynamite where it was like the Ghostbusters Halloween costume theme? I was kind of like, eh, I'm not a fan of this. It's a little too goofy for your main event world title picture storyline here. Philip.
2: Yeah, Adam Cole left the biggest company in the world for that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not afraid to say
2: it. Really, bro? Really? You <laughs> well, know, they know, got
0: with his friends, you know.
2: Like the, like the goofiest thing WWE has ever done with main eventers is what? The Lakers uh, jersey thing, right? Oh, no, appropriate though. One <laughs> episode of Raw, they beat when the Lakers beat up Denver because yeah, Vince couldn't get the building. <laughs> 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 That's like the goofiest thing they've done with top stars of main eventers. Come on, bro. You have your heavyweight champion, your top faction, one of the hottest free agents that just comes to sign with a company, and they're going to be running around in Ghostbuster outfits? Come on, bro.
1: Yeah, I, I was a little turn off because, like, listen, I'm all for fun as far as, like, you know, Halloween costume gimmick matches. But you usually do that with your comedic wrestlers or your mid card people. It's in the middle of the show. WWE does it all the time with like Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas time. You know, different gim- like holiday or a uh, theme. Yeah, like stipulation. notice the food
2: fights in WWE. Roman Reigns isn't having a food fight.
1: Yeah, you know exactly. What I mean? So that's why it's like, okay, you you got your main event stars here, and you're they're just goofing off in costumes. To me, it was like <laughs> I want to feel more anger against these two guys like a blood feud these guys were former tag team partners that had just fallen out i want more animosity between
0: the two of them and i wasn't yeah. feeling it with the costumes brian what were your kind of thoughts on that yeah i kind of felt the same way it's like <clears throat> i can't imagine roman reigns you know uh main event of smackdown and tonight roman reigns <laughs> costume party what would roman reigns costume be what would he dress up as
1: like, what would be a good caution for him? I mean, that's something to think about. Like, I don't catch you, you know guys what? off guard with
0: that. Yeah, but what would it, it would, be- he, he would probably be The Rock and then the Usos. Oh, no, wait. No, he would be The Rock. Or he could be Rikishi and then the Usos could be <laughs> Scotty Tuhati and Grandmaster Sexay <laughs> That would be pretty now, funny.
2: Roman's character would have, it'd have to be something more serious. Be like Tony Soprano or something. Yeah. Yeah, like a boss. I, I saw
1: maybe they could be like Marvel characters. He could be Thanos with the glove. Could be Thanos. Be Thanos. Paint him purple. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's what he'd do. And then, yep. then uh the Usos <laughs> who they could be uh Cap and Iron Man or something. <laughs> Going up against. Who would him. Paul
0: Heyman be? I have no
2: idea.
1: <laughs> he could be Ant Man. No, it'd be Thor. Thor, okay. Remember Thor, works. you know, had the beer belly. <laughs>
2: But yeah, this—I I don't know why they did this. I was I, sitting—I was sitting in a bar, right, trying to explain wrestling to somebody. While while this was happening, and me and the bartender, like we're big wrestling fans, and so this comes on, and the non-wrestling fans look at us like, "Really? This is what y'all are into?" <laughs> like, the, just the amount of disappointment I felt, I was like, "Oh god."
1: Yeah, th- that's the type of segment where it's like people come in, question me as a wrestling fan, like, "Why are you watching this?"
0: You know, you're about to be 38 years old, and why are you watching this stuff? I'm if like, WWE uh, did it, if WWE did it, that's how people would react. But because AEW is cool and and has that certain demographic, people are they love it. They know? let it
1: go. They give them yeah. slack. Or it, yep. yeah, and there is some hypocrisy amongst the fans. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. one company does one thing, and if the other one does the same thing, it gets perceived differently, and they
0: mm-hmm. don't get the same bad rap for it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. like some people say. Biggie should be serious but Kenny Omega is in a ghostbusters costume and that's... shooting jump shots with the Toon Squad. <laughs> so that's something
1: you know maybe in the coming weeks we can have a discussion about if if Kenny does lose the title let's review his his title reign our thoughts about that's something to just think about put it out there right now it's like let's review his title reign was it worth it was it deserved to be that long was it good Mm -hmm. was it bad underwhelming all that stuff so that's something to think about um all right so then next up we saw uh i'm just gonna go over some of the highlights i'm not gonna break down every segment here but um you know cm punk cuts this promo and he pretty much acknowledges john moxley's you know not being there tonight what's going on and then um he said he wanted to confront uh, Eddie Kingston and uh, confront Eddie Kingston about, you know, the the issue, uh, their interaction on Rampage last week. Um, but apparently Eddie Kingston's not there, so he's going to wait to do it on Rampage. And then he said, well, he was going to be Moxley's replacement in the tournament, but he can't now because he wants to take care of Eddie Kingston first before this tournament. So... You guys can blame him for not for me not being in the tournament. So he's trying to put the blame on Eddie Kingston for why he's not going to be in the tournament. What do you guys think of like that promo here? As far as I, I, I kind of I'm okay with it because it's, it was adding fuel to the fire. And what happened on Rampage was totally worth it here. So what do you think of like CM Punk trying to say, "Hey, I would have been in this tournament, but you can blame Eddie Kingston because I want to take care of that business first." I'm a little shocked because like, wouldn't you want to go after the title? Is that more
2: important than Eddie Kingston? He's still just happy to be there. Remember that.
0: <laughs>
2: I guess. I mean, I guess he, at this point he'd
1: rather just, you know, take out guys who are uh, giving him a, a bad time or, you know, who are
0: interrupting his promos. I don't know. I feel like it's, I feel like it's one of those make it make sense moments. Yeah. Again, not, not to continue to harp on it, but if, Someone passed up a championship opportunity. It's kind of like when you, you know uh, I can't think of a situation. Something, or it's kind of like with the twenty four seven championship when someone you know doesn't want to go for that. That kind of makes it look like oh, it it's a title that doesn't matter. I, just to just to kind of make what I'm saying make sense, like it's like oh. Uh, that's the excuse that you're giving. Yeah, like, why wouldn't you want to go have – put yourself an opportunity, put yourself in place to be able to challenge for the championship at this point? Eddie Kingston could wait. We'll deal with that later on. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like but, – but, again, it's like, you know, wow, dream match. Yeah, cool. Eddie Kingston, CM Punk, like, this is going to be awesome. You know, no one's really – again, I, I think fans, some fans will – they want to be in control, right? So they don't want CM Punk to be in title picture or champion right now. So yeah, we're, we <laughs> we don't, we don't care. Put him up against any and everybody else. Yeah, the fans yeah. will let you know when it's time for CM Punk to go after the championship. Yeah. So
1: I mean, we'll, we'll go into more of that based on what happened on Rampage. Uh, I don't know about you guys. I'm not really into the whole inner circle versus the America's top team slash. Oh. Uh, um, um, men of the year storyline.
2: It's great. I'm Ethan confused. Page, Scorpio it. Sky, Paige Van Zant. it's great.
0: Wait, why are you confused, Brian? I just, I lost track of what's going on. Yeah, like, me too. Cause like, I was
1: trying to remember, like, wait, how do we get here? Cause originally, you know, Ethan Page, Scorpio Sky, they just became a tag team out of nowhere. Which I was like, Ethan Page, you left Impact, you were in an amazing tag team The North. And you sign with AEW. I thought, dude, he should be getting a push as a singles star, as a heel. It could be a top heel for the mid card scene. Um, but instead, he just becomes another tag team with Scorpio Sky. And they're sitting up in the rafters, and all of a sudden, Dan Lambert joins them out of nowhere. Like, what was? They never really explain this partnership. And then all of a sudden, he's like, you he start bringing his UFC or his MMA fighters with him, and they just start giving Inner Circle. Crap and all of a sudden it just turned into this feud So it just it's just it's a feud That I just don't really care too much about right Now and I hate saying that but it's just It's like uh, all right I'll, I'll, I guess it's a filler match for The pay-per-view uh But ultimately, they, uh, Dan Lambert is chosen as one of the five guys in the match. And that was the whole point of this segment was just to catch Dan Lambert off guard. And he said, like, he's the number one person that runs, uh, American top team. And then Chris Jericho's like, Hey, you said that. So that means you're eligible for this match. And so they signed him and, you know, Ethan Page, Scorpio Sky and a couple MMA fighters. So. I'm curious how this match is gonna play out. Like, are those guys gonna actually wrestle? Is this going
0: I wonder just how good this match is gonna be. So a member of the inner circle should should turn on Jericho and join America's top team.
1: <laughs> That'll be interesting <laughs> what happens here. And listen, we all know Dan Lambert's gonna take the pin. Mm-hmm. That way no one else looks bad and loss. I think that's all that's gonna happen. That's what it's setting up. Just having Dan Lambert in this match so he can take the pin. That's all it is. He's gonna be the goofy like I'm trying to think uh, you know, the how many times we've we seen in matches where the one guy or person's not a wrestling a wrestler and they gotta go out there and try to wrestle for the first time inexperienced. So we'll see this play out. Uh, but yeah. Uh let's see. Also, we saw uh, MJF cut a great promo about Darby Allen and Darby Allen attacks him. What do you think about this feud? It's really a like it's a battle of two day oneers. Philip, as you said.
2: It's a battle of the pillars.
1: Yeah. It's really, it's a battle of these two guys who are like, yeah, pillars, day oneers for the company. And it, it, it's almost like they're really trying to establish, I guess, who's the best day oneer. Is that, Brian, is that the best way to kind of look at this this angle well, here?
2: Go ahead, Philip. Well, I mean, if you were to say who's the best day oneer, you would say Darby Allen because he won a title. hmm. You mm. know.
0: Would you, though? I mean, to answer the question, I I definitely think this is, you know, a battle of who's the best day one. I would say it's MJF. (laughs) I mean, he's gone against some of the. I mean, win, lose or draw, he's he's wrestled some of the best in the company already Mm -hmm. everyone talks about him being the hottest heel, not just in AEW, but in wrestling, period. Okay, That's fine, but what's wrestling about? I sound like Philip. All they ever say about Darby... What's wrestling
2: about? Making money and winning championships. Darby Allen won a championship. I
1: really think early... Here, Philip. right now, early pick. Uh, (laughs) Where are your picks, Jimmy? I think MJF is going to win, keep him strong, and I think he's going to be the one to defeat hangman for that title down the road i think that's where they're going here so that's my thinking my booking thinking right now so just saying <laughs> um so no, it was that still fun. yeah it was still fun seeing darby allen mjf uh you know battle it out so i'm like you know what they're doing like i said this this show was just good at just adding more fuel to the fire for all the different storylines heading into full gear um okay a match that i really enjoyed was cody rhodes taking on Andrade here. Now, earlier in the night, we saw Malachi Black cut a promo in regards responding to Tony Khan barring, uh, 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 barring, or barring, no, barring barring him from ringside, and he said it doesn't matter. That will not affect the outcome of this match. And he made a reference to Julius Caesar and said Julius Caesar was, like, stabbed by multiple people, meaning multiple people are, going, are, are mad at Cody or want to go after him. So great promo. Brian, any quick thoughts about that promo Malachi Black did to set up that
0: match here? Yeah, he Not too much. I feel like he he's still very very good. He's I can tell that he's he's in full control of what he's doing and what he's saying and how he's saying mm-hmm. it. It's so calculated and it's so it's very much so him. Um and I like it. But Still don't really like him in the ring. Uh, but Who, Cody you know. or Andrade, uh,
1: or Malachi? I'm sorry, Malachi. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the match itself. Okay, let's talk about the Cody versus Andrade. I enjoyed the match as far as the pacing. You know, they were like pretty stiff, beating the crap yeah. out of each other, and they they went all over the place, all over the ring, outside. Andrade was countering what Cody was throwing out there. Cody was trying to jump out of the ring. Andrade would jump out there and catch it or, you know, uh, meet up with him. It was a really good match. I really enjoyed yeah. it. Ultimately though, <laughs> uh, uh, Cody's trying to go for a dive outside and all of a sudden we see FTR jump out of nowhere and hit Cody with the, the triple tag team titles that they won a few weeks ago. And Cody, you know, gets knocked out, falls back in the ring and Andrade makes the pin. And we see Cody, you know, lose here. And we see on Rampage that they cut a promo on Friday with FTR. And then MJF comes in and says, All right, my guys in the pinnacle, they helped you out. I had no problem lending you guys uh, out to him for, uh, for a couple of weeks. And then he pays up, he pays them. So. 'cause I was kinda concerned. I was like, wait, are FTR gonna align with with Andrade now? Or are they still at the pinnacle? But no, they're still pinnacle, but you know, MGF is a businessman and took money yep. for like they're like uh 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 assassins hire guns for uh for, for money. So I thought okay, okay, that's cool. All right Andrade needs some backup. And uh but Philip, so what do you think of the fact that F T R attacked Cody here?
2: Um, it caught me off guard. A uh, couple things. I'm going to go back to the Malachi Black promo. Okay. I like how they're kind of... Cody gets referred to Julius Caesar a lot. Remember, <laughs> uh, Jake Roberts referred to him as that when he was feuding yeah. with Lance Archer. So I like how we're keeping the Cody Julius Caesar thing going.
1: I got to do some more. I you know Maybe I got to look at maybe the history. I don't know too much about Julius Caesar. I forgot when I learned about him in school.
2: He was stabbed 33 times. <laughs>
1: so I wonder... Yeah, I wonder if that's where Cody's trying to, uh, his character is going. His
2: downfall.
1: He needs to tell the fans to stick it.
2: Yeah. Maybe. Um, I'll have to read
1: up more about that. But I wonder, because I was like, what's Cody trying to do with his character? He knows people are booing him, but he's set in stone that he's going to stay being a babyface. He doesn't want to turn. He's so stubborn. I was like, and the fact he's acknowledging that, this is leading to something. This is a larger story. Julius Caesar,
2: he was a stubborn human being as well.
1: Okay, I have to read up on more about him.
2: But uh, the FTR stuff—I mean, I, I liked it. You know, the hired guns were—I mean, they've—they've—they've they, been open about it. They like tag team wrestling and making money and drinking. So you know.
1: <laughs> and then keep in mind, Cody tweeted out and said, "I guess I shouldn't have started that FTR <laughs> chat Do years ago." Have- Dang. Right?
2: I remember remember the uh, the APW shows, the F T R signs?
1: Yeah. When Cody I have one.
2: There. I have one in my closet.
1: <laughs> but you know, Cody, you know, I'm um, being the elite, we kept saying, Fuck the revival. Anytime he had a chance saying fuck the revival. Yep. Yeah. And so it's not coming full circle. And this example of Malachi Black reference in his promo that listen, Cody, I'm not the only one that can't stand you. You have made a lot of enemies. You of- know what? over a long period of time in this show that cody pissed off ftr years ago with the fuck the revival stuff these guys are getting the revenge on him so it makes you wonder who else did cody cross we should go back and watch
2: some of those old being the elites and then kind of for clues yeah to see all right who could be next
1: that's the thing it's like who else did cody piss off over the last few years slip gordon that can come back after him yeah
2: and think hey, you know, he's about to be released from that Ring of Honor contract.
1: Yeah. Think about it. Ooh, so boy. how many people are Cody pissed off that could come after him with the help of Andrade or and- Andrade finding people from the attack or Malachi Black, I should say. So it's interesting. Uh, but maybe the biggest thing I got to pop was, I don't know about you guys. So keep in mind, Tully, you know, is the manager for FTR or, uh, uh, and, um, and, you know, Arn Anderson's with Cody, and they both get in the ring and stare each other down. So it's like former horsemen, former tag team partners yeah. staring each other down. I'm like, what are you doing? So Arn's like confronting Tully. like, what are you <laughs> doing, man? I don't know. I popped for that. I was like, oh, my God. Like, they're finally acknowledging each other again in the ring. So that was kind of cool. I don't know if that's going to lead to anything or if it's just a one-time, you know, wink to the audience. he's going to
2: give Tully a spine buster. Dude, that would be awesome. <laughs> He takes him Man.
1: out. Yeah, yeah. So and in that main event time, so Orange Cassidy was taking on Miro, who was announced as the replacement for John Moxley in the World Title Eliminator Tournament, semifinal match. Um good match here. Orange Cassidy definitely still selling the rib injury from the from last month. And uh um he definitely wrestled a little more aggressively than what we've normally see out of orange Cassidy's character here. He was taped Uh, up, right? Yeah. So he had the DDP.
2: Yeah. DDP DDP. in 98, bro. Yeah. I watched
1: that live, man. So what that. I, yeah. Yeah. That's that. Was what we got to do. do this. Brian, I don't know if you're good with Photoshop. Yes. yes. <laughs> Let's get a baby in front of a TV and film, and we'll put different scenarios oh. from the I'll attitude you, era. I'll give
2: you my baby picture, bro. Let's <laughs> do it. <laughs> but, but
1: we'll put different, like, you know, Goldberg getting stunned by Scott Hall with the cattle prod. Oh, like, I remember that. Goldberg beating Hogan with the two titles. I remember uh, that, too. All that stuff. Shawn Michaels winning. <laughs> It just mean, I mean, I was really
2: more of a I was really more of a Lenny Lane guy when I was watching WCW. though. Wow, oh.
1: Lenny Lane! <laughs>
2: yeah, you thought uh, I didn't know? You thought this was a game? <laughs>
1: what about Von Hammer? Bro. Yeah, I'm gonna
2: be i yep. am uh, I'm gonna be the goon next American year for Males,
1: uh, Scotty Riggs, dude. American Males, American, American males. males, American,
2: American Males. And hey, we should be three count, guys. Let's be three count. <laughs> uh, but, hey, dude,
1: it was a fun a fun main event here. Miro won eventually in pretty dominating fashion here. So Brian, uh what you thought think of this main event here? Cause Daniel Br- oh, excuse- Brian Danielson excuse me, was uh, on commentary and then after Miro won, Brian Danielson came to the ring, shook his hand, and that's gonna be your finals right there at full gear, and the winner will get the
0: be the new number one contender for the world title. Yeah, I thought the match was good. Again, I kind of feel like people are getting way too much. I get it, but I feel like people are getting way too much offense in on Miro Um, more than what I feel is needed. I feel like Miro should be a monster. I'm not Mm -hmm. saying he has to squash everyone, but, you know, he's got to learn, especially from mistakes. And when you go in there with someone who has, is just quick and athletic and has the agility of someone like Orange Cassidy or, a, mm-hmm. um, you know, a, a Sammy Guevara, right? When you lose to Sammy Guevara, you need to learn from those mistakes. And, and I mean, he, he, he won, right? But still, mm-hmm. like, get it done quick. You don't want – because one mistake, you may not be in the finals of this Eliminator tournament, but turn into Daniel Bryan and, and Miro having the stand – or Brian Danielson, excuse
2: me.
1: <laughs>
0: Friend of the show yes can say that now we can say that absolutely um brian he he's so fearless he's always been like this but ever since coming to aew he seems more and more fearless it's almost like he's laughing like i know Mm -hmm. the natural smile on his face is he's having such a good time but you could use that um and and if i'm his opponent i would feel disrespected like what are you laughing for like this is, no, like, come on, like, don't disrespect me. I'm, you should be afraid, you, you know? You should be afraid. You should, you should fear me.
2: So.
1: Yeah, absolutely. No, that that's the thing is, I was kind of curious where Miro's character was going to go. Because I think since he lost the title, they're going to keep him off TV for a while. Uh, and, and probably bring him back after full gear. But obviously with the Moxie situation, they're like, hey, can you come in and be this fill-in? So now probably whatever plans they were going to do for him probably change and, you know, it's a little bit of a curveball speed bump here, which is fine. But yeah, with Miro, how he bounces back or where he goes with this character now is going to be really interesting here. But, uh, Philip how about yourself the main event here? You know, Miro getting the win. And uh, I, I'm actually I, excited. Brian Dancer versus Miro? I'm as, like, all right.
2: I think Miro needs to beat Daniel Bryan. Wow,
1: you really think he should win?
2: Because yeah, I, I look, man. Could, could could you could you imagine Hangman Page wins the world championship for AW? Right, his first defense, he loses it to Miro. <laughs> Miro <laughs> stands on top of him, foot on chest, holding that championship.
1: Do we ever see Rusev versus Daniel Bryan in WWE? Would that we, ever? We
2: probably have.
1: I'm trying to think. There happened. So. so I'm sure it did. I don't know. That's something we get maybe a look up. I'm kind of curious how that played like out. Probably
2: on a random SmackDown back in like 2014.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Probably. Absolutely. So, uh, Phillip, but yeah, I'm excited. Philip wants AEW to do Hangman like they did Lex Luger when he won the championship and then lost it. <laughs> I told you, I knew Hangman
1: was the new Lex Luger. See, I really thought Heyman was going to be the Stone Cold of AEW, but now I'm starting to see it, man. He is yes. going to be Lex Luger. So, I,
2: I just, I do. I want to say this: Daniel Bryan wrestled Rusev for a Men's Money in The Bank qualifying match three years ago.
1: Oh wow! Really? Yes. Wow. Who won that one? Uh, are you able, I, I don't know if the the results are there. Um, let's see. Let me. No, but me anyway, overall, on. I thought it was a really great episode of Dynamite here. Just it got me more amped up for all the matches going into full gear. It's a pretty stacked show. Uh, so let's real quick just talk on, touch on Rampage real quick. Uh, Rampage opening match, Brian Danielson versus Anthony Bones of the Acclaim. What would you guys think of Max Caster's rap to the ring? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> Brian, you know, he pretty much, Max Caster said, like, uh, I'll end more guys' careers than your father-in-law does. Yeah. like a yeah. paraphrase. paraphrasing. Yo. He that took a good. shot
2: at Bree. He took a shot at J- Johnny Ace. Yo, that Max Caster's a gym. Rusev won that one. I'm looking at it. Oh, Rusev won that on one. On YouTube. Okay. And it said, one of the comments is like, who's here after Miro defeated Orange Cassidy to face Brian Danielson in AEW? Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> let me see. Um, it's,
2: it's, hella, it's funny, bro. But, yeah, um, Max Caster, that dude is a gym. He is, he is awesome.
1: Let me think here. I'm just trying to look up if it has it here. Um, yeah,
2: send, send you that. I'm gonna need a. Uh, I'm gonna need Brian to, to start busting out some raps.
1: You know what? I might do that. <laughs> no, I but might it, do that. But no, it's cool. I mean, I'm sure Daniel Bryan or Brian Jameson gave the okay because you could tell he was like staring there, and he wasn't yep. trying to break character, but he was probably like, smirking a little bit. So uh-huh. I think you know he, he probably gave the okay. It's all right. It's like, dude, go ahead, take shots. By the way, do you think Laurynitis has been? Like I'm kind of curious what the relationship between Lauren and Brian Danielson is right now because that's his stepfather-in-law. So I wonder does does Laura ask Daniel or Brian Danielson like how's it over there? How is AEW? You got any guys over there that wants to come to WWE or or does he just say how long's your contract? All right, you got to come back to WWE. Like is he already trying to persuade him to come back to WWE? I would love to know the the relationship between the two of
0: them. I would love to know how. How that parting was like, <laughs> like when once Laurinitis knew for sure that Brian wasn't coming back, like, oh, I, I
2: bet he went to Vince's office, he's not coming back, Vince.
1: <laughs> this is like, they, they that's your son in law. How'd you let him go? They had What's wrong with dinner? you? How much do I pay you? You let my top guy go. What's wrong you, with idiot? <laughs>
2: You're
1: <fire. laughs> But But so, yeah, it's a, uh, uh, hey, pal, (laughs) but, but, so, no, anyway, but the match itself, I mean, like I said, Max Caster's rap was awesome to say all that stuff, because Lauren Ice is the one who made all the cuts the day before, and this was a live episode of Rampage, Rare, it wasn't pre-tape on a Wednesday after Dynamite, so it was, it was nice that they were able to make a reference to something that happened on Thursday, the next night on Friday, on Rampage, you know what I mean, like, it was cool, like. You know, it wasn't something that was pre tape and leaked out already, what was going to happen. Uh, but the match itself, dude, I th- <laughs> you know, good opening match here for Brian Danielson. It just looks like he's having so much fun. Uh, Phil, what do you think of Brian Danielson's kind of like in ring prowess now? He's very much in WWE, he's more like the underdog style, like he's overcoming the odds. This one, he's a killer in the ring. He's beating yeah. the crap out of everyone.
2: He said it when he first got there. He's here to kick dudes' heads in, and that's what he's doing.
1: Yeah. Dude, Brian, you notice like, it seems like every match he needs to leave out of there with a red uh, chest, which is all the (laughs) beating from it. So, nah, it was great here. So, uh, yeah, it's so much fun to watch him. Uh, But probably the highlight of this rampage was CM Punk coming out to the ring, calling out Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston finally comes out, and they have a face off here. And, man, for what, it was like 12 minutes long, roughly... Brian, what would you think of uh, this promo between the two of them?
0: Incredible. Yeah. It, it, it was, <laughs> I try not to hate on them, you know, too much. Mm-hmm. But, man, it was good. I had to go back. I watched it like three times. Yeah, I watched it twice. Yeah, I went back and watched it again. Yeah, And really just to understand it, and it kind of made me think like, okay, I see why. I see why they got something here. I see why he he elected to go this route instead of the other route. Yeah. Um, Felt real Mm -hmm. at times. It made you. And see, that's what I appreciate and like about um, segments or promos like this in wrestling. It's like ones that make you think, oh, is he serious? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, did they did they discuss? I mean, according to Phil, no one discusses anything backstage. You see, I'm backstage at
2: (laughs) shows, so I know that these things don't happen. But
0: but do they, like, yo, like, some stuff might have been said that, you know. A little close to home. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Because I
1: like, because what I like how real it felt was one Eddie Kingston, he said, listen, CM Punk, I don't like you because when I was coming up, I respected you. He name dropped Samoa Joe yeah. and a bunch of other guys from like the Ring of Honor, the indie days back fifteen plus years ago. And he said, "I really respect you guys. I want to be like you guys, but you guys badmouthed me, and you prevented me from like succeeding more or less, right?" Is that is that just paraphrasing there? Yeah. CM Punk on the other hand said, "Listen, we treated you a certain way because we saw your potential and we wanted to make sure." you were pushing yourself to the fullest. Like we saw how great you could have been and we did what we did in order to make sure you were going to go in the right direction and push yourself to the next level. We, we wanted you to succeed. Um, So it's really interesting. Both of them have, uh, I guess what made this, this segment really truly believable or felt real was both guys in their mind felt like they're in the right here. And yeah. I think that's when like an argument or whoever, when people have a falling out or something, each person feels like their side of the story is the right side. Does that make sense? Feel like where you feel like how you feel in the situation. It's I'm in the right, you're in the wrong. I'm the victim here. I deserve to feel this way. You don't, you're the asshole here. So it, it makes, they both both presented their side of the, star, the story, the argument of why they felt a certain way, and they both presented why they feel they're in the right. And so that's what made this feel so more authentic. And I think that's something I think it's missing in some other, you know, feuds. Like, you know, you might see WWE and stuff. Um yeah. you know, they kinda had that with like, you know, <clears throat> Drew McIntyre and, and Jinder didn't go down that route or Jinder, or Drew with Sheamus Like there are people there who we know. I'm just gonna example, but people who are legit friends and storylines and they don't play into that realism enough. That's (laughs) fine.
2: But you got to take real shots like like Roman and John. You know, they're going to take real shots. Mm -hmm. You need you need that in wrestling and pop punk. I mean, he was the he was the king of taking real shots when he was in WWE. Mm -hmm. Didn't matter if he was talking to Vince Hunter, Kevin Nash, Cena, Foley, Hart, etc. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, and this it. this reminded me of like that CM Punk that I grew up loving. Yeah. You know, that, the, I was like, oh, this is this is it. This is the drama I needed. in Eddie yes. Kingston, I mean, that guy's so good. You know, mm-hmm. he, he, coming unhinged. It was like it, it was like a like a uh, you know like a roasting session back in the day. <laughs> but you know, one dude says something to where you're like, oh, okay, you want to go there? All right, well, I'm about to go there too. You know, it was like one of them.
0: Well, yeah. well, and I think I think that uh, Eddie Kingston might have been more of the CM Punk and brought a little more of the realness to me. It's it felt like CM Punk was taken aback a bit. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, has Punk lost a step in his <laughs> promo game, like he seems surprised and doesn't seem like he really knows what to say or how to counter everything that um Kingston saying, which to me made it more real like he was surprised like oh we're going there mm-hmm. you're going to yeah. say that <laughs>
1: yeah so like I said it was just it, it really was believable because Eddie Kingston in his mind he felt like he was the victim he was yep. in the right like I, res- I love and respect you guys but you guys helped me back or you guys yep. treated me wrong all that stuff CM Punk's like no we treated you a certain way because we saw the potential and we want to make sure you live to that potential
0: and you didn't You're a, you're just a bum And I was like, whoa, so it's like You know what it felt like? Hmm. CM Punk And John Cena (laughs) That's what it felt like Kingston's Punk And Punk is Cena Oh, he called him a bum yeah. <laughs>
2: Insulting that no, how many people I've called a bum in my day? Yeah, like that's the thing. It's like I that's
1: why I love this promo because like oh. both guys had credible sides to their story and why they felt a certain way. And it's what made it felt so real. It's just like they you know, see Eddie King's felt like the 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 victim here and CM Punk is like and he didn't flat out say it, but it kind of made it sound like CM Punk, like who are you? You you went off to great things while I had the, you know, Pay my dues and fight to where I'm at right now. You know, even said, like, the reason I missed last week's episode or Dynamite, you know, I was, thought I was sick, had to get COVID tests and, and like, we don't want you here. You don't belong here. Cause, you know, CM Punk, regardless of his R- Ring of Honor roots and he's been out of wrestling for seven years, he still was a WWE guy and was a top guy there and was the face yeah. of WWE for a while. So I'm sure. No matter what CM Punk does or says, a lot of people still view him. You were, you were not. You you like, I don't want to say sold out is the word, but you know, like a band that was like underground and they get big, and then all the other bands it's, from it, that scene might view that band as a sellout. I'm gonna
2: throw this line out there: Eddie Kingston feels the way about Punk the way he did about Moxley when they were feuding. Mm-hmm. You sold your soul and went to the land of sports
0: entertainers.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So they're almost, yeah, copying a little bit of that storyline Again, here in the AEW Between the two of them So I love this, and then it turned into a brawl Like CM Punk headbutting him, and they start brawling
2: Yeah, Kingston was like, why don't you go away for another Seven years, but this time don't come back And I like how we cut him off right before he could get it Get it out, I'm like, oh
1: And I don't know about you guys, like, finally CM Punk is having, like A storyline, like He's finally having, like, a, a feud That has, like, real emotion And Mm -hmm. it's like, finally, we're finally getting this, uh, uh, a better feud or program for CM Punk. We've been waiting for the last couple of months since he signed with the company to do something of more significant value. Brian,
2: didn't I, didn't I, didn't I say that on the bullet cast like a week or two ago? Like Punk needs to do something. It's, I'm I'm getting kind of tired of it. Yeah. Yeah. TK's listening.
1: So, hey, no, but shout out to Eddie Kingston. Seems like he's their go to guy to jumpstart. A rivalry with someone and get yep. people talking, and mm-hmm. so Eddie Kingston just shows he needs his value. To win.
2: He needs to beat him.
0: That is that is Eddie tough. Kingston is going to be DDP. He's going to have his DDP run, and he's going to win that world title one day. And people would pop for that. Yes. So so so,
1: so, <laughs> so I love it. I watched that live too.
0: Yeah, same same same.
1: So that's another one. When oh. DDP wins, Brian uh, Brian put babyface still yeah. looking at it. So um so wait, so so wait uh uh, uh so DDP to the NWO would be Eddie Kingston to the Elite. Is that a yes? Early prediction. Okay. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I still think what's going to happen is I think Kenny's going to lose. Well, no, it wouldn't make sense. But I think Adam Cole is going to want to be the number one person, and then he probably leaves the Elite because he's like. Listen, you guys are too goofy, whatever, and then he leaves and then forms Undisputed Era in AEW. Mm. I think it's gonna happen. And then it's like a civil war like type of thing. Remember like the Civil War in the Bullet Club a few years ago? Bullet club is fine. I think they're gonna try to redo that, but instead of Cody, it's gonna be Adam Cole. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking for. So anyway, uh main event was uh 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 John Silver versus Adam Cole here, or aka Budge. What was the budge thing? Was that from being the elite?
2: Yeah. So John. So, uh, you know, Adam Cole's it's all about the boom. Yeah. Uh, Silver was like, it's all about the budge. I don't know where the budge comes from, (laughs) but he did that. And like it's it's over.
1: Well, Silver was doing uh, the interview with Shivani and said, like, you know, he's told Adam Cole he should be his manager and he should cut his hair. So obviously play on the reports that Adam Cole was going to maybe potentially a storyline idea was go to the main roster and just be Keith Lee's manager and just go by, just go, go by Adam or something and cut his hair. Uh, so it's obviously anytime to make a reference of Adam Cole being a manager to play on those dirt sheet reports. But mm-hmm. anyway, great match here. Uh, you know, it's great to see John Silver get a main event. T V time opportunity like on a rampage here. Uh, but sure enough, uh you know uh, <laughs> it was funny, you know, Adam Cole had him outside and the Young Bucks were there. Um, and, you know, we're we and they <laughs> do the kissing thing, you know, they kiss each other's foreheads and stuff. But <laughs> uh but then ultimately, you know, we saw um uh John Silver hit the Liger bomb on Cole and but Cole kicked out and then Cole went for the Panama Sunrise. Uh Silver counted and Adam Cole hit back with two super kicks and the running knee. To pin silver here So You know Fun main event here For Adam Cole uh, You know Keep his winning ways And it looks like For Full Gear It's going to be The Super Click Versus Jurassic Express And Christian Cage Adam Cole was selling The head injury Because he took the Was it Was it Philip The Concerto uh yeah. From the brawl That they had On Dynamite this week So that was kind of cool Just continuation there Um we see what happens. It was nice to see uh, Jungle Boy cut a promo a little bit, finally do some more mic time. Jungle Man. Jungle Man. <laughs> Does Jim Ross, he just says Jungle Boy, Jack Perry. Like he just makes up different names for That's
2: him. jumping Jack Perry. <laughs> hey, hey did, y'all, did, hold, did y'all hear JR's coming out with a cannabis line?
0: Yeah, yeah. i seen that.
2: What? <laughs> did, the, he's in there with a the barbecue sauce and now no, no, no.
0: Yo, <laughs> JR. <laughs> What's
2: going on? I need to hand know. In hand. I need to know.
1: <laughs> so, you trying to get a job with him? Man,
2: I'm trying. Is Rebel going to be there? He's always hanging out with Rebel. I'm trying to. I'm trying to be wherever Jim Ross is, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: So, uh, but dude, listen. I thought it was a very fun weekend at AW Television. Lots of to look forward to with uh, full gear coming up. So uh, I'm super excited for it. So um, looking forward to. It. So maybe next week, guys. I don't know about you, but maybe maybe do a just a review for Dynamite and maybe our predictions. For oh, full oh, gear. Picks?
0: There are yeah. picks!
2: What are the picks? What are the? Well, no, wrote... we'll wait.
1: We'll wait till Dynamite. Can... It'll be the Go Home episode next
2: I, week. I wrote down that Huey has MJF. What are the picks? we we'll see.
0: We got it. We and we we have to get your picks too, Phil. So we can't forget. Yeah, those. yeah. Oh, just is there, sit there, is there and.
2: Just... Is there a championship on the line? What title is this? We don't need so a undisputed championship. It's the Heavyweight Championship. Um, Deeper. it is the bullet Cast Heritage Universal Title. Heritage? <laughs> what? The... What heritage? Three years. Of course. Oh. <laughs> what do you mean? This title has more heritage than the AEW title. What are you talking oh. about?
0: <laughs> this is a real world
2: championship. No, I'm going to be like
1: uh, Okada, walk around my own championship, and say, yeah, "Bring this one go. back."
0: Yeah, there we go.
2: Let's let's let's. You see, I don't, Cole, I, don't Tunney, ju- I don't think Jack Tunney. I don't think Jack Tunney Junior would like that.
1: Do you see all the commercials they're running for that show now? The New Japan show,
2: yeah,
1: and there's a ton of commercials for it, trying to sell that out. See how I, I don't know how the ticket sales are, are though. Are
2: we are we are we going?
1: I don't know. Should we? How much are the tickets? I don't know how much they are.
2: I, I saw like not that bad. I saw like a decent seat for like one twenty.
1: Mm. I seen a floor. Seat I'm going to Disneyland like for my birthday, so I got. Are it. you? Yeah, you the following Yeah. Wait, your birthday's next next week, November fourteenth. Oh, Yo, man. Really? yeah, man. That's why I said I'm about to be 38. Yo, so I'm going to Disneyland the following week. Yeah, so I'm putting okay. it out there for you guys. So that's what I'm saying. Jimbo, I was talking to Jimbo the other day. So the West Coast Pro Wrestling Show would be my official, unofficial early birthday party.
2: Oh, you, we got to do about. something. What are we doing?
1: I don't know. No, the we, streamers,
2: we no, we got to kick it after the show. <laughs> we got to find is Jacob Fatu going to be there. Is he wrestling on this? I don't, you want me to hit up Fatu? You know, cause you know, I have a, my seat at the table is next to him too.
0: Hey, can you get that other guy at the table? Oh, what other
2: guy? <laughs> uh, the head. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. See, oh, I know <sighs> Vinny
1: Massaro has been wanting to eat pizza with us. So maybe we should get Vinny Massaro to eat some pizza.
2: I love Vinny Massaro. I love pizza. <laughs> I, I love calling we get Jeff Cobb matches. out.
1: Jeff Cobb do something.
2: Hey, he was at Ugwa in Vegas. What? Yeah. He uh, he popped in the compound before the show. I'm like, Yo, that's we're just Jeff. hanging out. Yeah. I'm like, okay. that's Jeff Cobb.
0: He's the unofficial member of the inner circle. Let's do it.
2: That's true. You remember so that? Like, who's
1: going to take Starboy's spot? They not announce anything yet, right? Me. No, they have
2: not. We just okay. got to wait and see. Me. This can be Phil Brighton. Hey, man. I'm. Okay, I'll okay. the
1: commentary Man. booth. Okay, I'm looking to see what else they announced anything here. So yeah, get out there. We we'll get Carl What Francis the hell?
0: Brian Tronic has made his way into the ring.
1: Man, <laughs> so so. I'm out the, for the clicks right now. Listen, come out to West Coast Pro Wrestling this Friday, November twelfth, over at the State Room in South San Francisco. It's going to be a party.
2: Hang out, hang out with all of us. Uh, I will have the Bulletcast Heritage Universal Undisputed. title Are with you really me. Are we really
1: gonna bring that thing? I'm Undisputed. Gonna, I mean, Brian, we're gonna stereo <laughs> super oh, kick no, that no, fool. No, wait. wait,
2: wait. <laughs> I mean,
1: we're gonna rip his sweatshirt off. I, I will be
2: wearing a, a a Bullet Bloodline hoodie. You know the prototypes out there now. One? Um, but you see, you see the way the way it's set up. It, uh, it's
1: nowhere to be found. Like his picks.
2: Oh, oh, <laughs> <What are you? laughs> page not found. Like when you go to a browser, <laughs> Jeez. I told you it's on my buddy's podcast, but it's Patreon only, so you gotta pay like 50 bucks, yeah, <laughs> to hear my pics. But it, it's there, it's out there, it's out there. Let's
0: we'll start. Wrapping this up, I got a, man. We're, we're gonna I got run to long Patreon. Now. I got a $50 Patreon gift card.
1: <laughs> All right, on oh, that, I'll start wrapping things up First, I start thinking about that damn heritage, whatever toy title. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy, what a Hogan calls a WWE Championship, but the New Japan title? The, the a t- trinket. A trinket. Yeah, the trinket.
2: <laughs> well, Hulk Hogan doesn't know what he's talking about.
1: Well, no, he said the IWGP title. He's like, that's a real title.
2: I mean, is it really? Shawn Michaels never held it, so I don't count. <laughs> <laughs> mm.
1: Phil, mm. we're going to click this one line.
2: You people already know where to find me. Everybody's got a price. For the billion Dollar Man. Oh my
1: god, this guy with the nicknames here.
0: The billion Dollar Man. Billion do- is that new? <laughs> Fill up my gas. Come Just on, man. Right <laughs> now. It's that oh quick. My god. It's that quick. The, pochi- the
2: Tech is out though.
0: <laughs> Clicksters can find me at Brian Tronic. Follow my show at Within the Ropes. Within the Ropes podcast.com. The return is coming this week. I know I've been gone. It's I'm okay, back. man. You've been playing with your new microphone. You're getting That's that, right. I've been built you know, in. My new mic. Installed.
1: Yeah. On <laughs> um, Baby Huey. Follow me on Facebook at Baby Huey Official. Uh, Twitter and Instagram at Baby Huey 83. That's my brother, Tommy, sitting behind me. Follow him on Twitter at Iron Fist 1982. Shout out to Tommy hanging out here in the background. Um And uh, at In The Click on social media. Subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. Subscribe to us also on YouTube, man. Watch the videos. Leave a comment. Click a like, give us a thumbs up. That helps out the thumbs up, the whole damn algorithm thing with, with YouTube and all that good stuff. Uh, yeah. In the click at gmail.com. We'll see you at the wrestling show. And on that note, let's go home. And that's the bottom line because you we said so.